Cult Collectibles is the number one site for historical items from the People's Temple, Heaven's Gate, Om Shinrikyo, and many other cults that you never even knew existed. Hundreds of hours of work have gone into curating our collection of unique and one-of-a-kind items from the dark history of these groups. We also have a large selection of true crime memorabilia from such notorious cases as Edmund Kemper, Jeffrey Dahmer, Charles Manson, and many more. We add new items to the site every week and post sales and auctions on our Instagram at Cult Collectibles. So visit us on the web at cultcollectibles.org today. What's going on? I'm Lucky Saruti, director of Kindness of Strangers, Freak, and Uncle Sleezo's Toxic and Terrifying TV Hour. And you're listening to Sick on Cinema, baby. Sick on cinema. I'm on half of your all night long. All night long. Podcasters, John. I'm your other half, Matt. God, I'm exhausted. Uh, WrestleMania weekend has whooped our asses. We're terrible, like when it comes to like um prepping, prepping and scheduling, mm-hmm. and making sure that we don't have any plans on the week that we're set to record. <laughs> yeah, bad. We're horrible. Because we're just like, yeah, it'll be all right. And then we look at the schedule and we're like, oh, shit. No, it's not. We got plans to hang out with people all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> when the hell are we going to record? Oh, God. And thus, that's why we're late. Yeah. Because <laughs> we made plans without looking at our schedule. Because we're awesome. We're bad at planning. Yeah, we are. That's not awesome. That's horrible. So I know this episode is extremely late and we need to get into it so that we can get it out. Uh-huh. But I got a little diatribe to get into real quick. Okay. Little story, if you will, about okay. my night at work. Oh no! Okay, so let's get towards the end of the night. So we start doing the cleaning and stuff. You know, it's a routine. We get to a certain hour, we stop stalking and stuff like that, and just start cleaning. And I gotta take a shit. <laughs> oh no! Not so, a shit story. Yeah. So I'm like, man, I gotta take a shit. Hey, will you watch the front for me? He's like, yeah, sure. So I go take a shit, and I sit down. And I immediately notice, like, hmm, toilet's wet. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you just cleaned it, it'll be okay, you know. Oh, God. So I take my shit, and I go to wipe my ass, and I stand up, and I start putting my pants on. I'm like, my butthole is, like, tingling. <laughs> and I quickly realized I'd wipe my ass with whatever <laughs> toilet cleaner he used. And by the end of oh. the night, my butthole was, like, straight on fire. John, no. <laughs> oh, my God. I probably got, like, chemical burns on my tank and ass now. <laughs> This is going out to the public, bro. Ah, <laughs> I share with our friends. Fuck, dude. Yeah, so there's my story for the night about work. Oh, my God. Because what it was is, like, I go wipe my ass and, like, 
I'm like, man, this is wet. Like, why is everything so wet? Like, it's touching oh, the toilet God. paper. The seat, you know, it's the, been sprayed, bro. Yeah, bro. Everything was got cleaner all over. Mm. My butthole now. Well, seems like your day went pretty rough there. Yeah. I didn't wake up until super late today because I was exhausted. God, I know, man. Rest me a week and kick our ass. Like, I came in here and I fell asleep. My phone was in the floor, not charged. Awesome. It was like, <laughs> the way I was laying, it, was like, it probably looked like I got shot. <laughs> you look like a Family Guy character? Yeah. <laughs> Just all mangled. <laughs> And then when I woke up, it was like 4 o'clock in the evening. I was like, no. No. I was doing so good about getting up. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> but I guess oh, we God. better get into these listener questions and get this episode out to the public. Yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're fucking horrible at our jobs. Yes. Uh, it's not even a job. No. We just like, we just didn't plan well. No, we're terrible. Because we're like, if we were just at the house watching WrestleMania, it'd been no problem. Mm-hmm. We could have just put one of the wrestling shows on the background and just, you know. Watched it while we recorded. Yeah. However, we made plans with friends. That's what we did last year. Yeah, we really did do that last year. Yeah. Yeah. It was but this horrible. year we made plans to hang out with friends mm-hmm. all weekend. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh shit, when the hell are we gonna record? <laughs> We're not yeah. gonna be home basically anytime." <laughs> yeah, it was fucked up. It was fun, but man, yeah, it got tiring. But oh my god, eighty something fucking wrestling matches. Yeah. Over four days. Four days. We had all the movies in. It was just recording. It was just finding the time to do it because when we got back at night, it was like three in the mo- three in the morning. And we're not going to announce it just yet because it's not this week. It's next week because we're going back on regular schedule. Yeah, but we got to watch the three more movies because we're recording with somebody. Yeah, we are someone familiar this weekend. Mm-hmm. So we've got to get three movies in by this weekend as well. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> And oh you all know God. what that is this weekend. Yes. Because that's when we'll announce it like we always do. Yep. But questions, comments, and concerns can be sent to sickoncinema at gmail.com. Yep. Or you can wait to the episode. Uh, wait. No, you can wait to the week of the episode. Mm-hmm. We're a bi-weekly podcast, and we'll post a lovely little image that says we are taking questions, and you can ask in the comments below. Yes. We should probably touch on the fact that like March was our uh, return yes. anniversary. Which is why it was so flooded with content yeah. from us yeah we never really announced that it just kind of happened yeah you know that's why we did the uh the violent shit movies lucky Soretti. yeah and um lucky Soretti and um brent and terry episode yes sorry i got handed a note <laughs> hang on a second <laughs> oh okay i got you <laughs> we good <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and now this episode two, all in a roll. Um, so, yeah. That's why we did so much content. In yes. It's because... Uh, it was the anniversary uh, month. Not, not only it was a return. <laughs> not only the anniversary of the return, but it was pretty much the anniversary of month. Of the show of, in general, yeah. yeah. Of our debut. So we appreciate y'all listening to that and enjoying that. It was a hell of a month. Yep. Yeah. We want to thank Brandon Terry and Lucky Serretti for doing the interviews. They were both awesome. They were, yes. And uh, go check out Uncle Sleezo. It is up for pre-order. It is. I have secured my copy. I will when I get paid. Thank <laughs> you, bum. Um, <laughs> that was another thing with WrestleMania weekend. I don't want to hammer on this too much because we got to get into movies and questions. But, <laughs> fuck, dude. The amount of money we splurged this weekend just to get all these shows was insane. Insane. But, but let's get into the questions. Yeah. First up is Scum Vomit. <laughs> 
Scum Vomit says, What's up, dudes? Hope you guys are doing good. Was wondering if there was ever a time anyone walked in on you when you were watching a fucked up scene in a movie or saw a movie you had and wondered what the fuck it is and had to explain it. A few years back for Christmas, my fiance got me the Gigi Allen hated documentary. <laughs> and I opened it in front of her family and they were like, you should watch it. And, oh, put it on if you want to and man I am glad I didn't because I'm sure Gigi Island's micro dick and him puking up chunks of hot dogs after a girl pisses in his mouth would have ruined the whole night can't wait for this week's show and I hope you dudes have a good one yeah, I can understand why you would not do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, hated is not family fun. No, Gigi Allen isn't family friendly. No, he is. He's not Disney. <laughs> he's not Disney. That's understandable. Imagine Gigi Allen's a Disney princess. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> the Gigi Allen, the Disney princess. That would be something fucking else. Uh, I'm. There's definitely been Tom's. I've never really had anybody like. You know, I've definitely had him walk in watching just like a regular horror movie and be yeah. like, oh, that's gross or whatever. Nothing too crazy. Um, just the day someone walked in while I was watching someone open Pokemon cards and I had to explain that to him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> well, why did you have to explain that to him? Because they were like, why is he opening Pokemon cards? And I was oh. like, well, you know, these are older Pokemon cards and they can be valuable. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember the first Ruffies episode was difficult to do. Yeah, just getting it in. Yeah, because... I, at the time, I did have a door with a lock on it, mm. but I had to wait till everyone was not in the house. And some some of my, when they were, I had to watch with headphones in. Yeah. So I had to plug headphones into my controller. <laughs> I had this little in the background while I'm trying to watch this stuff. So it was just headache after headache <laughs> trying to watch it. Um, I don't know. When I was younger, I was definitely concerned about it. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I think I've told this story before, like, the first time I ever watched uh, Hellraiser. Yeah. I, like, set a door in front of my uh, door, or set a chair in front of my door. Yeah. And sat in it and hoping that my parents wouldn't walk in and see me watching Hellraiser. <laughs> in hindsight, that made it seem way worse than what it was, though. Yeah. <laughs> so like you're watching something a little more seedy. Yeah. <laughs> Other than just Hellraiser. But I was like, man, they're not gonna they're not gonna prove of this one. No. <laughs> I've definitely had people walk in when I'm watching something for like the show or something like that, and they're like, What the hell is this? Yeah. And that's mostly what it is. It's mostly just like what is this? I like, usually, especially well, if we're watching something really bad, yeah, like something really rough or like perverse. Yeah, I usually got the remote in hand, stop button, thumb on the stop button, ready to roll. You yeah, know what I mean? quick draw McGraw, boom. <laughs> pause the pause that shit. I don't even pause. I hit stop. Stop so, so it, it just, goes yeah. off the screen. <laughs> that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate for Xbox because I don't know if I have that option. <laughs> I think it's literally just pause and uh, turn off the TV if you can. <laughs> But uh, thank you, Scum Vomit, for the question, as always. Yes. Next up is the OGPM, People's Mikey. <laughs> the OGPM. Howdy, my dudes. So out of curiosity, if you were to make extreme films with the Jim Henson Muppets, <laughs> what would the movie be called? Who would you cast? What's the plot? And if possible, what's the tagline? Digging the interview you did, always great hearing from indie filmmakers, and congrats on another year. Looking forward to hearing more in 2022. You guys have a good week. Enjoy WrestleMania weekend. I am keeping an eye on Cody Rhodes making an appearance. <laughs> well, May cancel my Peacock subscription if it's that if it's shitty. <laughs> well, besides, I got uh, way too many streaming apps. Anywho, cheers. Well, uh, it wasn't shitty. No, I didn't think it was anyway. No, I thought it was pretty dang good actually. <laughs> it was wild shit, bro. There was points where I thought it somehow dropped acid. <laughs> 
during watching Mania. Um, well, that movie kind of exists. What is it? Snuff it. Snuff it, yeah. Um, I thought about this, and I thought about this. I'm like, man, I don't know what I would make with Jim Henson puppets. Then it hit me. I'd actually do a remake. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. I want to remake Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer <laughs> with Gonzo and Fonzie. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> or Bert and Ernie. Bert and Ernie. That's Sesame that's Street. Sesame Street. But... Uh, Gonzo and Fonzie Bear. Oh, my God. Gonzo's going to be Henry. Fonzie's Otis. Can you imagine doing a fucking Serbian film or August Underground with the Muppets? Kermit's the director? Yes. It's newborn porn. <laughs> ah, ah, newborn porn. It's ah. awful. That is awful. That, that, I, oh my God. <laughs> I was thinking it was Kermit would be the, would be Milos. Oh, he'd be Milos? <laughs> and Miss Piggy would be, uh, His wife? yeah. <laughs> And then like the little frog puppet, yeah, who plays Tiny Tim in the Muppets Christmas Carol's the Sun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then who's the director? Gonzo. G- oh my God, Gonzo. That'd be that'd be fucking great. Gonzo would be good. Uh, Beaker. Be- um. So he's just like Beaker's <laughs> the brother. <laughs> Beaker's the brother. Beaker's the brother. Oh my God, it'd be really hot, hard to uh, you know hot identities like in that movie. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, this guy looks familiar. <laughs> I wonder who that is. Oh God! <laughs> Fuck you, Howard. I'm dying. <laughs> That's a robot chicken reference. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Howard. As far as like an original movie goes, I don't know, man. Like with the Muppets. <laughs> I can imagine some like the script ideas you've told me just with the Muppets. <laughs> with now. Muppets, it'd probably be something like Kermit just gets so fed up. <laughs> with uh, dealing with the Muppets and all their bullshit backstage at the Muppet Show, that he just goes postal, almost like the end of Meet the Feebles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Meet the Fe- that. Well, that movie would fit in pretty well too, to be honest. The but. tagline would be Red equals green. <laughs> <laughs> red equals green. That's fucking. Br- I don't know if I can top that. <laughs> Brendan Fraser's a cop. <laughs> I'm gonna remake. <laughs> <laughs> just got that? Yeah, he just sat in for a second. Brendan Fraser's the cop. Uh, he looks like the, the Chihuahua meme the whole time. He's like... <laughs> I'm going to remake a Traces of Death using puppets. <laughs> that would be kind of sick, actually. It would be. Like a like a, like a, 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 um, a shockumentary, but it's all puppets. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of sick. I, I would love that. Yeah. I, I think that's what I would do. Traces of Felt. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Traces of stuffing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Felt of dead. <laughs> felt of death. <laughs> Volume one. I like traces of felt. <laughs> traces of felt. That's great. I think we need to make that now. Puppets can't be that hard to make. Can they? <laughs> hard. I'd imagine. Hard. Hard. We're not that crafty either. No. <laughs> and uh, for the last part of your questions, people might get other than rap- WrestleMania did not suck. Adrenaline. My soul, something, something. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes did, in fact, show up. He did. That Spoilers. Benedict Arnold, son of a bitch. Oh no! <laughs> oh my god! I have been seeing a lot of that online. Yeah, people are really the, the guy burning the Cody Rhodes shirt was so That's ridiculous. The funniest thing I've seen in a long time. Oh my as god! Bad, as good as uh, I think we had a question about it, but Chris Rock and Will Smith. Oh lord. But uh, thank you, People's Mike. He is always the OG for the question. Yes. Next up, we have Weary One. Weary One. Weary One says, What up, thugs? <laughs> <laughs> User hmm. formerly known as Rural Death here. 
Rear One is my dark ambient project I'm trying to revive after stepping away for a few years. Let me know if you ever want a spooky outro track. I just started a new job in a factory that has me working 10 to 12 hour shifts six days a week all night, so I'm in need of new listening material. What other podcasts can you guys recommend? I've listened through most of the extreme content ones you guys plug, so I'm wondering what other topics you like to listen to. And here's my bonus question, since you guys don't get enough already. I know you both stand possession, but yes. was wondering if you ever plan to do, and I'm going to butcher this name, Oh no, Andreas Zulowski episode? Yes, the director. Yeah. yeah. Diable and On the Silver Globe are both batshit enough to warrant covering cheers. Hmm. And he left a uh, in the comment below as well a place to follow everyone, and you all should go do that. Yes. W-I-W-R-D-O-N-E. All right. Uh, that, that would be sick for one. Yes. Um, oh, my God. Uh, podcast that I listen to. I listen. My favorite podcast of all time is Last Podcast on the Left. Yeah, it's like almost you got to break it down to like genres, like true crime. Yeah, you definitely want to check out Last Podcast on the Left. Mm-hmm. They're probably the number one. Yeah, Small Town Murder is great. Oh, oh god, Crime the, and Sport is also very good. Same which guys. Is, yeah, same guys. Yeah. Um, you you have some other true crime ones you like. Uh, I listen like you know they're kind of cheesy sometimes. The Parcast ones mm-hmm. are kind of fun. Um. Oh God! Now, now every true crime podcast it just went phew in my brain. And of course, I know you said you've listened to the extreme ones, but if you haven't listened to Morbid Horror, yeah, go check that out. Uh, quality Violent Cinema, go check that out. Twenty Two Shots of Moods, Twenty Two Shots of Moods of Horror, go check them out. You might like Depit.com. They're not extreme. Not always. No. They, they, they definitely talked about it in the past. Yeah. They're more of just your uh, standard horror podcast. And on that spectrum as well, I like uh, formerly known as Shock uh, Shockwaves, yeah. now All the Colors of the Night, yeah. is a very good horror podcast as well, as well as Postmortem with Mick Garris is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as music podcasts goes, No Dogs in Space is yes. awesome. Um, oh, shit. I just thought of... Uh, podcast but it slipped my damn brain uh, uh the best movies never made best movies never made is really good as well that one's a wild one yeah <laughs> oh a uh, profile's an eccentric in eccentric profiles in eccentric oh fuck profiles in eccentricity that is not right no this is this is a travesty. <laughs> this is this is abysmal. <laughs> this is the worst the English language has ever been treated. <laughs> this is a, this is an abomination. Uh, but you probably know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. People who are eccentric. <laughs> yeah, that podcast is wild. They like they talked about the director of uh, Last House on Dead End Street. Oh, Roger Watkins. Yeah, they That's talked cool. about him. Uh, Gary Diodato. That's awesome. Gigi Allen. Whoa, cool. I need to listen to that one. I've never listened to that one. Uh, they, they, they talk about some wild people on there. One that I recently rediscovered. Uh, actually, two of them that I rediscovered that I really like. Uh, but I'll shout out three. One, I've, it's been a while since I listened to, but I liked it. That are kind of, they're not the same, but two of them kind of are. Uh, one is This American Life. This American Life? Yeah, from NPR. Yeah. That's just a good docu-series. Uh, they're the ones behind Serial. Ooh, yeah. Um, but this is just their, like, um, weekly, or it used to be weekly. I don't know what it is. It's been a while since I've listened to it. Just like docu-series. Oh, <laughs> docu-series. Uh, that's really good. I enjoy that. Um, yeah. Um, Hello from the Magic Tavern. 
Yes. It's almost like a and s podcast where they like they do improv improv yes. at this like tavern in like Middle East like not Middle Eastern <laughs> Middle Ages time. Yeah. Like and it's really fun. And uh Welcome to Night Vale is a really interesting one yes. as well that I like a lot. I have a massive shout out for a podcast. Mm-hmm. In the it's in the true crime and paranormal world, like last podcast. The show is Necronomapod. Necronomapod. These fuckers are so damn funny. I swear to God, there's been times where I've nearly passed out laughing at their fucking show. That's awesome. Um, yeah, they cover topics across the board, like from like serial killers to like some like really obscure shit too. I I love their show. Uh, and one last one uh, that you've probably listened to if you've listened to the ones we've always shouted out, but just in case, the Uneasy Explorers Train Club. Yep. That is uh, Jonathan Doe. Jonathan Doe's, and it's really, really good. But if you want something, you know. It- also, if you have iTunes, I know for a fact that Mr. Parker's weekly um, uh, reviews and updates goes on his iTunes feed. Yes. Yeah, the Hello Brandon iTunes feed. And also, like, I don't know if you are into professional wrestling, but there's some great wrestling. Oh, podcasts if you out are, Cold Holic, I highly recommend yes. Cold Holic, Deadlock, Deadlock. Um, the Deadlock podcast may be my favorite one. My world with Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> the New Day podcast, New Day podcast, Kurt Angle's podcast is really good. I haven't listened to it yet. What happened when? What happened when? With Tony Schiavone is really good. Uh, another one, if you're just in, if you want to hear stuff about like, kind of like, I guess I hate the term nerd culture mm-hmm. and like fandom, but also another last podcast podcast is uh, Wizard and the Bruiser. Wizard and the Bruiser, which No Dogs in Space is also a last podcast. Yes. Podcast. Um, there's also like Tom Suck. Tom Suck. With Dan Cummins and. Oh god, what's that one? Uh, Cream Crew, Cream Crew, yeah. With, uh, the Papa Meat Meat Canyon yes. is really good as well. And uh, there's this one podcast I can't think of it off the top of my head. Super Mega Cast is really good too. I don't yeah. listen to it as much as I should, but it's really good. <laughs> it is really good. Um, <laughs> tell them Steve brain. Dave. Tell them Steve Dave. That's a classic. It's a, yeah, it's classic in the podcast realm. Oh, what the fuck is the name of the podcast? What's it about? It's just a, it's a like massive like history podcast. Oh, oh, damn it, Dan Carlin, Dan Carlin. But what's the name of the podcast? I can't remember. I can't either. <laughs> it, essentially, he just like covers like history. Yeah, and his series on like World War Two and shit like that's wild. Mm-hmm. He goes in like insane. I will say. If you want something to fill up your time, that one, yeah. like, the, it, just like episodes that are like hours long. It's Dan Carlin. I cannot remember the name of the Dang podcast. Right. Keep keep talking. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones that are good that I like. Um, hardcore history. Hardcore history. I like. I just made noises. <laughs> you, just, you just beatboxed that the was mic. my time wasting. <laughs> <laughs> God, this got real gross towards the end there. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Weary One, for the question. Hopefully, that gave you some suggestions to get you through your knots. Yes. And uh, yeah, hit us up about a outro track. We'd be into it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Next up, and I'm going to say it right this time Hal Monostone. Hal Monostone. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Hal says, hiya, from Norway. Oh, my God. He <laughs> went <laughs> straight to black metal. <laughs> Hope you guys are doing fine. Love the two interviews you did. I would love to watch some of their works of both of those dudes. Go check them out. Yes. You butchered my name a little last time. <laughs> Damn. I am so furious. Nah, just kidding. But it is Hal, like the computer, in Space Odyssey. Oh. 
Oh, excuse me. My question is, what Disney movie would you love to see an extreme cinema version? Who would direct, and what would it be like? My pick would be a Goofy movie, <laughs> directed by Herman Yao. Oh, fuck. The story would be about Goofy being diagnosed with cancer <laughs> and only have two weeks left to live, so he decides to go on one last trip with his son, Max. The thing is that Goofy really is a serial killer, and he would just love to go on one last killing spree with his son before he leaves this world. It would be a movie filled with gore and dark humor, even assume where Goofy and Max are eating Mickey Mouse's intestines. Oh, my God. The Japanese ors- noise artist Merzbo would make the soundtrack. Oh, my God. Have yourself an awesome April. That's Merzbo. A, that's someone I just recently discovered. <laughs> Merzbo. Uh, Merzbo. Merzbo. I'm not sure how you say it. I have you say it. Merzbo, I think. We're, we're ter- as you can know, Hal, yeah. we are terrible at pronunciations. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's a brilliant idea. That is a, a very brilliant idea. I want to see, because I always thought a really psychedelic Alice in Wonderland would be really, really cool. Yeah. And I think people have tried to do this. I saw a movie in particular recently. Don't want to say the name of because I don't want to shit on nobody. Mm-hmm. They're independent artists and they're doing their thing. You know, good on them. But I thought the movie sucked. <laughs> so I'm not going to shout it out because I don't want to like, I don't want to throw shade at anybody. Right. They tried to do it and I didn't, they did not pull it off really well. But I want to see a psychedelic Alice in Wonderland done by Jimmy Screamer Claws. Oh, fuck. I, that would be fucking sick. That would be insane, would it not? Oh, what about, uh, here's one for you. What about Fantasia? Okay, that's cool. I'm already into it. Directed by Gaspar Noe. Oh, my. Yeah, you won. <laughs> Make that right now. That would be incredible. <laughs> I would fucking love that so much. Uh, Toy Story directed by Hunter... I can't remember his actual name. Hunter Hancock. Uh, Meat Canyon. Oh, my God. I just want to be his version of his short cartoon. Yeah. Where he's like, talk to me. <laughs> you got cancer, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be incredible. I love Meat Canyon If so you've much. not checked out Meat Canyon, I know we've said it, we've talked about it a lot on here, but seriously, do yourself a favor and go check out Meat Canyon. He it's is awesome stuff. And if you're a fan of extreme horror, you're going to love Meat yes. Canyon. He literally has a Garfield spoof that's martyrs. Yeah. <laughs> his and also his shit like it's also the darkest of comedy yeah it's awesome it's on, so good on, it's on a different level mm. at times where it's like is this funny yeah I'm trying to think of another Disney project I would like to see and who I'd like to see do it <laughs> finding Nemo but it's essentially just <laughs> Megan is missing <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as hell. I like that. <laughs> oh my god! I I really want fucking Gaspar Noé to do Fantasia. That's though. brilliant. Yeah, that's like really brilliant. That's a lot better than my pick. <laughs> Although I think a Alice in Wonderland by Jimmy Screamer Claus would be outstanding. It would be. He's working on new shit. It looks like too. Yeah, Monsters Inc. Done by um, uh, James Bale. <laughs> oh, I just want to see him make the monsters. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, <laughs> can, could you imagine how fucked up Sully would be? Oh my god, he'd be awesome. <laughs> I'd be so into it. Herman uh, Yao, that's such a good pick for the, like that. Is, yeah. Like that dude's like movies. Like if you've ever seen any of them, are like they're very dark, yes, and very disturbing, but they're also really funny. They are, yeah, yeah. Like he's like the perfect blend. Like a lot of the Hong Kong stuff really shoehorn in, yeah. comedy into their movies, but he does it in a way that I think just works. Especially Ebola syndrome. I recently got a book about uh, um, uh, damn it, brain. Is it the one thousand movies you need to watch before you die? No. I got oh, that Hong Kong too. Cinema. Yeah, I've got yeah. A, um, I've got a book on Hong Kong Cinema sitting over there. I need to look look through and read. Cool. 
Next up, we have, uh, again, thank you, Hal. Yeah, thank and you. And we apologize for butchering your name. <laughs> We're horrible. We now know that you have to open the pod bay door, and we got you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Next up, JK, bitch. Bitch. I think it was you who made the comparison that American slasher movies and Italian gore movies are the thrash and death metal of horror, respectively. Mm-hmm. My question then is, what is the horror equivalent of the new wave of British heavy metal? My vote goes for the Hammer movies, downright (laughs) quaint nowadays, but extremely edgy and controversial back in the 50s and 60s. I think I gotta fucking agree. Yeah, I think that, like, you nailed the the nail on the head on that one, you know what I mean? I mean, I think you could even go back farther with, like, some some of the universal stuff Mm. even. But I think what would define... The, the British wave of heavy metal in the world of horror the best is the Coffin Joe movies. Ooh, that's a good shout for but, sure. Because they're like kind of sacrilegious yeah. and evil, but now you watch them, they're like, oh, it's kind of silly. <laughs> you know, yeah, but like still you get eating it. ham on like Sunday. Yeah, like Haxon almost yeah. would be a good, Haxon feels like a new wave of British heavy metal. Like, I think if you put like an Iron Maiden album over that movie, <laughs> it would match up. I think like Dark Side of the Moon and Pink Floyd. Is it like you put Number of the Beast on and start Haxon? <laughs> is there not clips from Haxon in the music video? I think so. I think Number of the Beast, yeah. Yeah, I, know I think it's like, the one where he's like leaning over the book, like blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know there's definitely clips of stuff from all kinds of shit in there. Hallowed be the name. Someone, someone tried to sue them for that. Hallowed be thy name? Yeah. That's fucked. Yeah, it, someone said, oh, they stole lyrics. Really? Yeah. What the hell? Which yeah, I, I don't remember anything else coming from it. The only so. other thing I could think of, like something that has that same kind of mentality or that same like ideology, where it's like quaint now, you know, you know, silly and like schlocky nowadays, or not or tame nowadays, but was extreme back then. Maybe like Herschel Gordon Lewis. Yeah, would be a good shout. You know, because like you watch the movies now, and yeah, they are gory and stuff like that, but like I, they're so tame for today's standards. You know, they are. I, I would describe that more as like your uh, not, not power metal. Speed metal. Speed metal. Also, what about like the 80s, like ghost movie movement, like the changeling and things mm. like that? They think of that atmosphere, you know? Uh, ghost minus this last album. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, boy. Shot, Hot take. Shots fired. Hot take. It is not a good album, it's bro. It's not. It's bad. It's really bad. I did not care for it at all. I love Ghost. So. What would be power metal then? Power metal? Yeah. <laughs> uh, rock and Roll Nightmare. <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, like, there's little black roses, you it's know, true. The, the heavy metal movies of the eighties. Oh 80s. my god, you're, you're you're fucking right. I'll tell you what's another one, and it's literally they use uh, the new wave of British heavy metal is like Dario Argento's l- mid to late eighties movies, like Phenomena and Opera. Oh yeah. They literally use like Iron Maiden and Motorhead and Saxon yeah. in the movies. It's wild shit. Demons, you know. Like, I was gonna ask. I was like, oh, what would be the gore ground equivalent? I was like, oh, we already got that. That's it's extreme the- cinema. <laughs> I say Gorgon would probably be your like shockumentary stuff. Sure, I got that because it's more it, it's it fits the tone mm-hmm. where it's like oh here's all this like actual real fucked up shit. Yeah, but yeah, I love Iron Maiden by the way. <laughs> Iron Maiden's fucking awesome. They are. Thank you, JK bitch, for the question, and that was a great shout. It's so weird to be like, thank you, JK bitch. Thank you, JK bitch. <laughs> it's so weird to be like, it's, it feels like a, it feels like we're calling you a bitch. <laughs> but it's that was a great, name. that was a great choice as yeah. well. Like that was, that's the perfect choice, really. Oh, we, yeah. The only thing we said was just to like elaborate a little bit. Yeah, just add on to it. it. Yeah, you nailed it. Um, perfect choice. To, uh, next up is Mr. Parker. Any years in your life where you lost interest in horror films? 
Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, and I think mine in particular, like when I did, was a time where a lot of people did. The early 2000s. The early 2000s. Uh, it wasn't until like 2007, 2008 when I got back into <laughs> horror. Why. Which was a boom period yeah. too, you know what I mean? Like that was a real big boom in horror. Sure, the French Extreme. Said exactly. Yeah. You know, like French Extreme, Japanese stuff, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure that didn't have any impact yeah. coming back. But definitely, like there was a time where it was like, I didn't really watch horror at all. Maybe not even really watch movies that much, to be yeah. honest with you. Uh, I was more into skateboarding and playing music than I was anything. Um. Like this is ironic, but when we first started the show, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, we, we did it for for fun, of course, yeah, because sure. we wanted to, but also at the same time, my brain was like, I just don't care yeah. about any of this stuff right now, about about horror movies, which it sounds awful, but again, I'm surrounded by it. Mm-hmm. I've got autographs and posters on my wall of this shit but I was just like you know I don't have any interest in this stuff right now like for me what ultimately like it was one of those things where it's like almost a nostalgia trip yeah like I was just kind of on the internet scrolling around and there used to be this website I go to called uh, upcominghorrormovies.com yeah which I don't think it exists anymore I'd be surprised if it did I mean, you don't. I don't think we need. You need oh my god, I can't talk. <laughs> I don't know if you really need a website like that anymore. No, necessarily. Instagram and Twitter is that nowadays. Yeah. You know, Gore so, Forever shout out. Gore Forever, Dawn of the Discs. Yes, shouts <laughs> out. Um, you know, and but I was just kind of like I used to go to the website all the time, and I was like, you know, it was like two thousand six, two thousand seven ish, and I was like, man, I ain't, you know, I ain't looked at horror movies in forever. Mm-hmm. So I went to go to upcominghorrormovies.com and just see what was going on, and I saw a banner for Creep Show three. <laughs> and Creep Show was the first horror movie I ever like was able to get through. Yeah, that didn't scare the shit out of me so much I had to turn it off. Yeah, so I was like, when shit. you were a kid, to clarify, yeah, when I was a kid. So like Creep Show was like a special movie to me. It's like, oh my god, they made a third one. That's so cool. Yeah, I want to see that. So. I went to YouTube to look up a trailer for it. Topped in Creepshow three. I didn't find a trailer. But what I found for it was the review by Deadpit.com. Uh, yep. And I thought it was so funny, and they shit on it so hard that like <clears throat> I was like, I want to see what these guys do. Yeah. And like I went to their page and looked up Deadpit.com and found their interview with um, the director of Sleepaway Camp two and three. And I was like, I love Sleepaway Camp two and three. Yeah. You know. And then I was like, I haven't watched this movie in years. Let me go watch those. You know. And like yeah. they snowball from there, and that's how I got back <clears throat> into horror. But yeah, there was like, I'd say from like 99 to like 07, I would watch horror movies maybe, but it definitely wasn't my passion at all. Yeah. So. My my big thing at the time when I was out of it was just music. I was trying to like explore different genres of music and slowly made my way back into it. Pretty much the same type of way. Not, not through like a podcast in itself, but kind of just been like there's so much stuff I need to watch mm-hmm. I might as well just jump back into it jump back into it yeah for sure. so yeah thank you Mr. Parker for the question as always it's fucking still surreal to me it's sick because we're huge Mr. Parker fans Kim we got a question from fucking Norway Norway it's wild shit you <laughs> <laughs> going straight to black metal <laughs> I need to educate myself more about Norway that's the number one thing I know about Norway yeah it's black metal <laughs> yeah uh, next up is Fonzbot. What is one band, any genre, that people absolutely love but you think is overrated? Oh, no. The hotter the take, the better. Also, how did no one ever think Joey Ryan wasn't a scumbag? <laughs> <laughs> when his finisher was someone grabbing his hog. <laughs> Thank oh, you, Fonzbot. <laughs> fuck me, you're on it. Oh, Which part do you want to tackle first? <laughs> 
Because we got to explain Joey Ryan a little bit. I feel like we got to get into oh the lore God. of Joey Ryan to, Do we have to? to explain that question. Because there's probably, there's probably a lot of people, like, even if you watch wrestling, Joey Ryan's still niche. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. I mean, he, he was pretty popular at one time. I would say from, like... I mean, he had, like, sponsors and shit. 2015 to, like... 2020. <laughs> yeah. Dude was on fire. Like, yeah. he was about as hot as an indie wrestler could get. Yep. Uh, his whole thing was he was supposed to be, like, a sleazy, dirtbag yeah. kind of guy. You know, 80s-esque sleaze bag from, like, Miami Vice or something like that. Yeah. Problem and, is, he uh, actually lived it. Well, <laughs> you know, and his his whole shtick, his whole gimmick, if you will, was that he had the world's most strongest penis. <laughs> and he would get people to grab it, and he would flex, and they'd, they'd be like, oh, my arm, it hurts. And then he would throw yeah. them, and they'd do a flip. And it was funny. Hmm. To me, when it got weird, and I think I noticed this before you did. Yes. Was when he started running his own promotion. Yeah, he had a bar wrestling yeah. out of California. And almost exclusively booked himself against women. Yeah. Like, every match he had on bar wrestling was an intergender match. And I'm all for intergender wrestling. I'm a yeah. big fan of it. I think it's awesome. Um, but when your whole gimmick is grab my dick, let me suplex you by your boobs, yeah, you grab your ass and stuff like that, it was like there came a point where I'm like, this is getting weird, yeah. And I had a few, like I'm not gonna say he was a dick or anything, but I had a few interactions with him. He was standoffish. Where it was, he was just came off weird, man. Yeah. And like I'd watch him with fans, and he was always just so like distant and yeah. like not warm or embracing at all Mm-mm. of his fan base. But there just came a point where I personally was like, I don't know about this guy, man. I think he's yeah. kind of weird. And then the allegations yeah, dropped. Yeah, and then uh, sexual assault allegations were dropped against him, and it was kind of like, ah, you know, there it yeah. is. Uh, in those allegations, like, oh my God, he tried to like dismiss all of them. In a video that was over an hour long, yeah. Just to, cla- just to clarify, and he just like circled the airport. Yeah, he never really, he never got into it. Like he would bring up one thing that for a second you're like, oh well, but then when you really thought about it, you're like, like well, mm. he didn't really tackle anything. Actually, you just said a lot of fancy words. Yeah, he, it's pretty weak. <laughs> yeah, but like, I was a fan at first for sure. Uh, yeah, you know, and I'm not saying that like having dudes do it excuses it. No, you know, because like you know, you can <laughs> you could definitely molest dudes as well. Well, yeah, but it, it wasn't as weird because it's just like, oh, it's just a stupid, funny little gimmick. Yeah, you know what I mean. It plays off people's homophobia, mm-hmm. which I liked because it's fun. Yeah, to see a really super straight dude squirm. Right, can't stand anything gay at all. <laughs> <laughs> which you had a funny story about that, but mm-hmm. uh, at the Atwas show that we were oh, at. where someone was like throwing out like homophobic slurs yeah. at a show, and I, I threatened to kiss my friend in front of him just to yeah. just to piss him off. Yeah. <laughs> It was because of uh, a Joey Ryan. A Joey Ryan, yeah. But, But, yeah, I mean, like I said, I had the bad experience with him, and it did taint my viewpoint on him a lot, so I'm not going to sit there and be like, I knew. Because a lot of it was just my experience with him kind of, like, boiling over and being like, fuck this guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, when he started, like, just exclusively wrestling women, pretty much, it just got to the point where, like, this is just kind of awkward now. It's fucking weird. Like, you'd wrestle, like, people who were, like, Barely of age. Yeah. Like 18, just turned 18, and like, now nah, you can do the dick flip. It's like, oh, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like, I remember there was one match where he wrestled someone who was underage, and he was like, and they, he made a point of like, oh, how old are you? Yeah, show me your ID. And I was like, <laughs> at the time, it was like kind of funny, mm-hmm. but now in retrospect, it's fucking horrific. Yeah. Knowing what we know now, it's like, woof, that's rough. Yeah. So now that that's out of the way. <sighs> It's fuck Joey Ryan. Yeah, but fuck Joey Ryan always. 
And I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and be like <laughs> Imagine if he fucking listened <laughs> and then he heard that. That'd be funny as hell. Um he tried to run a show where we live. Yeah. And the <laughs> thing is, like I remember, I remember I saw the post me and you both saw the post. Yeah. Like, I just got up got up and you're like, look at this poster. And you're like, okay. I was well like, the Man. talent was crazy. Yeah. It was like Brian Cage, Tuco Scorpio, yeah. Carlito, like all kinds of like really good wrestlers. And then hidden in the corner. Just tiny as hell. Yes, yeah, so so small in the corner was the fucking goober himself. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then a shit show and so Yeah. It was rough. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all retrospect now. It's easy now to look at it and be like, well, of course that dude was kind of a weirdo, you know? Yeah, but at the time it was like, it was, it was, the whole thing was like, oh, it's a bit. Do you remember the time at like one of the Rassel cons he like held like a photo uh, photo op where fans could grab his dick? Yeah, I remember that being like, that's weird, man. Yeah, and my, my whole thing too was like, why would you want to do that? Like it's going too far at that point because like what if like like, someone... regard, like regardless of like you know sexual preference or stuff like that, why would you just want to go up and just grab a man's dick? Yeah, why would you let someone just grab a bunch of random people just grab your dick? Bunch of people. It's like it's you better like odd. better hope that your your mind and your P's and Q's and nobody underage is slipping through. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> but anyways, what is one band, any genre that people absolutely love but you think is overrated? Oh boy, here we go. Now, you know what mine is. Yeah, so it, I'm gonna let you go first. It pains me. <laughs> okay, I've got two. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with the lesser take first. I'm gonna go with Deicide. Deicide. I agree with that one. Because I don't hate Deicide, but I definitely don't love their work. It's fucking just boring. Like I went back and listened to like their early stuff because that's what people always kind of praise. And even then, I was just kind of like, eh, it's fine. But there's just definitely something off that doesn't yeah. click with me. My hot take is uh, Megadeth. Megadeth, one of the big yeah. four. Because musically, they're great. Yeah, it's just the vocals fucking take me out of it. I'm immediately like, eh. I don't like this. Do you want me to do mine now? I can see you looking at me, get ready to hate me. Ready to fucking burn me to the stake. Just do it. I don't like Judas Priest. <laughs> God damn it. I love Iron Maiden. I really don't like Judas Priest at all. I remember watching a video, it was like top Judas Priest music videos or something like that. <sighs> yeah. And I was watching it, I was like, ah, you know, this song went very good, but when we get to the good stuff, that's it's gonna get popping. <laughs> I was in there watching. It's like when we get to the good stuff, it's gonna, this it's gonna get real. And then we're like five minutes before the video's over. It's like the good stuff's coming, and then it was over. And I was like, I didn't like any of that. <laughs> I didn't think any of that was good. It hurts my soul, John. I, they're just like they're way like people call Iron Maiden cheesy, dude. Jewish Priest is so much cheesier. Again, like the thing is, like I think the cheese like is fun though. I get that, but at the same time, it's like Priest isn't as good musically. As uh, Iron Maiden. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that, but at the same time, I'd still like a lot of Judas Priest stuff. I think Halford's vocals are way over the top. I, but again, a lot of a lot of vocals in the metal at the time were very over the top. Halford's really over the topo. I mean, I can I can understand it, but it hurts me. It's like you got like three eras of Judas Priest. Yeah. You got the early prog stuff that's really pretentious and <laughs> boring as hell. God damn. Then you got like the 80s stuff, which is just way too cheesy and dumb. And then you got like the 90s stuff, which is just like, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking, but it's not good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like even Painkiller, which I think is their best song, I think Death did it better. I mean, again, I cannot disagree with that because I love the death version of that song. 
but I still like a lot of that stuff, man. It hurts. It hurts me as, you know, a metalhead that you're like, fuck Judas Priest, Bruce Dickinson, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest. <laughs> Damn. I'm sorry, Matt. I'm sorry, everybody. Don't hate me for hating Judas Priest. I just don't like him. Go to John's DMs and tell him how much he's fucking wrong. <laughs> sorry, I know I'm wrong. I can't help it, though. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> I guess also go to my DMs and tell me I'm wrong for hating Megadeth. Megadeth. Next up is Evo Lucas. Are there any horror movies you're tired of talking about? That's a good hmm. question. No, I mean, like... Not a ton, I wouldn't say, I guess. I mean, like, I, you'd probably think a lot of the mainstream stuff, like Halloween or Friday the 13th, but not yeah. really. I love talking about those movies, you know? Yeah. It's especially tough fun to talk about the sequels. Oh, where, yeah. Where it's like, you know, no, Friday the 13th is better than Halloween, you know? It's just mm-hmm. fun to debate that stuff. It's it's a good time. Um, I guess, you know, for me, like, something like Angel's Melancholy, maybe. Yeah. And it's just because, like, Angel's Melancholy is, like, the hottest take of films mm-hmm. <laughs> in in the genre we cover the most. It has the most, like, biggest... It has, like, the most reputation. Yeah. So people really want you to constantly, like, th- talk about that. And a lot of, like, the fetish stuff as well, just because it's not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's, like, I, I do get, t- I get... I get worn out talking about the fetish stuff. <laughs> right. Because I don't really enjoy watching it. So it's, like, there comes a point where I'm, like, yeah, I'm kind of done with this. <laughs> um... The whole ghost current. I don't like a lot of like some found footage is a genre I'm hit and miss on. Mm. I love a lot of it, but also hate a fuck ton of it too. I get so tired of like my, my, most of my thing is that I don't like about about movies is like people who like just praise mediocrity sometimes. Mm-hmm. People who watch a movie that comes out and are like, "Oh, that was so good," and then when you go watch it, you're like, "This is not." good at all yeah i understand that's that. my big thing i guess for me it'd be more about like um best ever worst ever yeah or it's like you know you see like a movie like reviews on letterbox for a film like x which i've not got to see x yet and i'm looking forward to seeing it but people are like best ever best horror movie ever best horror movie of the year it's like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. you know like let's give it some time yeah. you know like this movie just came out it just came out like let's let it like gestate for a minute before we decide if it's the best or worst movie ever yeah like I get I, that's the one thing I get the most tired of because you see it like all the time like, especially if you go to like look at reviews on IMDB like IMDB is like a cesspool when it comes to shit like yeah. that August Underground worst movie ever made it's like really have you seen every movie you can definitively yeah. make that decision that this is the worst movie ever also like some of the best worst conversations get yeah annoying because I find we talked about it I like cheese I don't like shit yeah you know what I mean so a movie like bulk or violent shit four or something mm-hmm. like that or even for me duck the carbon high massacre right I, they're just not fun to talk about because they're just bad right they're not like they didn't they're, they're not charming in that they tried their best and failed you know yeah they 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 <clears throat> set out to make shit and they made shit yeah, and another thing with that too is like, I just get to the point like, if you enjoy it, it's good to you. Exactly. Yeah, I guess like like I said, Angels Melancholy would be the only movie I could really think of, or the fetish stuff, or even something like um, Real Death. Yeah, documentary stuff. Um, which I I do enjoy watching some of that stuff. But if someone but, like came up to me and wanted to talk about Angels Melancholy, I wouldn't be like, Ugh. yeah, I'm tired of that. I'd be like, yeah, sure, let's talk about Angels Melancholy. You know, right? For me, it's definitely more that topic of like, and it's not even like best ever, worst ever. Like, if you want to ask me what my favorite or worst of something is, that's perfectly fine. It, it's that 
knee-jerk reaction, best of, worst of. Yeah. Where every movie has to be either the best or worst. You know what I mean? That gets tiresome to me more than anything. Honestly, like, also the mixtape shit. Yeah, mixtapes. I could not go through an extreme movies board without someone asking, where's a link to M.D. Pope? M.D. Pope. And I'm like, uh, fuck How to Clean the Room in, was it a minute or less, five minutes or less? No, 90 minutes. 90 minutes or less, excuse me. Um, but the thing is, like, you don't even see those filth. as much. You don't see those as much. It's always M.D. Pope or Snuff R73. Snuff R73. Which is like, no, you fucking don't want that, because it's going to be three hours of fucking nothing. Yeah. No, you, you're There's not going to sit through it. M.D. Pope. Snuff R73 is another big one too. Uh, Porn Gore is another one. Porn Gore. Um, the Ogre's Collection. Ogre's Collection, yeah. Stars of the YMC. Yeah. There's like 10 volumes of that shit. It, oh, I can't remember the other one that got real popular. A fucking Amber Alert. Uh, for me, even stuff like um, uh, fucking Fist Pig. Yeah. Uh, I'm just not into mixtape stuff. That's just nasty, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cunt Fuck Boulevard. Sometimes I do like to test the limits of what I can handle, but I do feel like I can just do that a fictional way. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, like uh, especially this week in particular, when I was watching the movies, like, this is what I wish the genre was more of. <laughs> yeah. But uh, thank you, Evo Lucas, for the question. Next up, we have V, baby. V asks, hi guys, sorry if this has been asked before, still kind of new here, don't worry about it. You're fine. But have you guys ever thought of covering more mainstream stuff, such as Rob Zombie films or the A24 horror films? I know everyone and their mama has a cover of that type of stuff, but you guys are so unique and fun, I'd love to have your takes. Oh, we actually talked about an A24 movie. We've actually talked about all. Oh, you're talking about the episode? Yeah, we talked about Hereditary. I wouldn't recommend people go watch that. Listen to that. (laughs) No, it's not a very good episode, yeah. (laughs) It was literally... It was so early on. Yeah, not only that, it was literally just me and you talking to a couple of friends of ours about it. And, like, I didn't listen to your portion. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen to your portion. My portion, I remember recording, I was like, this is bad. Yeah. We're just circling the fucking airport. We really didn't know what we were doing. Like, we had, yeah. we had a, a good friend of ours on. Uh, two good friends of ours yeah. on. And just, we really didn't know what we were doing with it. Yeah. So we didn't, like... Uh, construct the conversation very well. No. We didn't like, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, moderate yeah. the conversation very well. So that would not recommend going and listen to that episode. Uh, but yes, we've talked about doing Rob Zombie's Three from Hell trilogy mm-hmm. for sure. We've <laughs> talked about doing some A24 stuff. We, hey, we spooky, you down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because we love House Thousand Corpses. Dude. <laughs> that movie fucks. It does, dude. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um... um <laughs> We're running to the two Yeah. <laughs> but I think we even have an idea for an episode called like How'd This Get in Theaters? Yes. Like, just about weird, crazy movies that like went mainstream. Or movies that have like extremely fucked up scenes in it that are mainstream. Yeah, or got like crazy box office. Yeah. Like sales. So definitely. We're definitely gonna do that eventually down the road. <laughs> when who knows? But we're definitely going to get there. Yeah, we, it's an idea right yeah, now. Yeah, it's so. it's 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 written down, but it's not scheduled. Yeah, <laughs> it's pencil marked, if you will. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's not anything yet. Yeah. Since just just to let you know, since you are new here, and to anyone who does not know, we have a big book of ideals of just future ideas for episodes, and then we have a calendar with other things yeah. scheduled. It's going to have to get redone, which is 
make my brain hurt a little bit. Do we have yeah. to do that? We do but have to do that. We kind of fucked ourselves. Yeah, many weekend along with uh, the month. Yeah. Celebration kind of fucked us a little bit, but we'll, yeah. we got it. Well, this was supposed to be a different episode completely. It was. Uh, I think one episode has to get cut, and that's about it. I yeah. Think. Other than that, we're good. Yep. But thank you, V Baby, for the yes. question as always, and thank, thank you. you for listening. Never uh, worry about asking a question, ask anything you want. Yeah. We don't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Even if it's been asked before, we don't care. Next up, Andrew Roboto. Thoughts on Will Smith slapping the absolute shit out of the zebra from Madagascar Man. for making fun of his wife's hair loss. Man, I wish we were able to get to this sooner when it was. When yeah, it was hot. weird. It's like it's fucking the internet's so weird, man. This yeah. is like it feels died ancient off. now, yeah. right? Like it feels like like it happened last year now. Yeah, but it happened literally last week. Yeah, like last weekend. Fucking wild. It's insane. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like it was, it was one of the weirdest. Um, examples of like people taking a stance on something I've seen uh, in a while. Yes, because to me this was just a weird uh, anomaly that just happened that I never would have thought of happened. It never crossed uh, my mind that it would happen. When you told me it happened, I was very confused. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was kind of funny, you know, and like just weird. We were working on a project with a friend. Yeah, and. I just scrolled through social media for like half a second and I saw Will Smith smack the shit out of Chris Rock and I was like, <laughs> the fuck? But like it really became like a like a like a stance, like a socio political stance on things. Which, you know what I mean? Okay. Uh, I'm gonna throw out a bit of a hot take here, okay? Let me tell you what I thought about the situation. It was fucking funny. Yeah, that's all my only thought about. Because I could see it from both sides. Because it's like, okay, yeah, you know, he made fun of Will Smith's wife for you know a disease that she has. Yeah, that uh, is unfortunate. And I could definitely see, uh, you know, if I was a husband and someone made fun of my wife's, you know, circumstances that she can't mm-hmm. control, I'd be pretty pissed about it. Yeah. But I also don't know if, like, walking up in front of tens of thousands of people and smacking their loving dog shit out of somebody <laughs> is the best way to handle it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I don't I don't condemn either party for their reaction to it, you know? I, I, the thing is, like, when it comes to, like, the whole idea of, like, you have to have a stance on it, I'm so fucking over this shit. Yeah. Where something minuscule happens in yeah. the fucking universe and someone's like, It's okay. a moral. It has to be a moral <laughs> dilemma. It's like, just fucking... Just laugh at it and scroll away. It's a meme, man. It's something weird that happened. Two rich fuckers beat the shit out of each other, you know? And again, this is... Well, com- <laughs> not yeah. each other. But one rich bitch, one rich motherfucker beat the shit out of another rich motherfucker. And for some reason, people had to get fucking so riled up about it. Yeah. Where they're like making it a moral issue. And then it's conspiracy started flowing about it. Like yeah. it was faked. And it's like, man, is this the world we live in now? We can't just have a meme? No, we like, can't. I think about like five, six years ago, that would have just been a meme. This is coming from someone who is constantly on devices. 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 Well, I'm on... Electronic devices. Electronic devices. (laughs) On, like, I'm constantly on a Xbox, Mm -hmm. a phone, and a computer. Yeah. Go touch some fucking grass. Yeah, I agree with that. Because, like I said, like, to me, it was just kind of funny. Not the person who asked the question. I'm just saying to people who are doing the shit in general. Yeah, people who are, like, like, you either take one side or the other. Stop on Will Smith smacking Chris Rock for telling a joke about his wife. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need to take a stance on everything. No, not everything has to be a a you pick a side situation. It's okay sometimes to just be neutral. (laughs) Like honestly, sometimes I just 
want to delete every social media <laughs> app that. in general. I did during uh, a while back. Here was my take on it. Will Smith hit him really damn hard, and Chris Rock took it like a band. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. I don't know why it became an issue. It it's was weird. It was so weird, man. When I saw people saying this shit, I'm like, is this real? Yeah, I was the same way. I was like, wait, we're not just being like, well, that was a weird incident. And moving on with their lives. It's like, nah, he stood up for his woman. His woman who like did an interview with him where she admitted to like cheating on him repeatedly. Not just that. Until he cried. And that became the meme. This yeah. poor man who's being having his whole entire soul destroyed on live TV. That became the meme. <laughs> Not the slap heard around the world. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. People... Like the the more I open up social media apps, the more I hate the whole fucking <laughs> the more, human race. The more I question society. Yes, yeah, I'm like agreed. Like I see these hot takes that are so stupid. I scroll through Twitter. I'm like, I'm vibing for my motherfucking life, man. Like again, I don't want to like talk about like political bullshit on here. It's stupid. <laughs> you just completely like grazed over my. It just now reference. set in what you just did. <laughs> Jesus Christ, fuck my motherfucking life. But like I saw this whole thing. Like someone, oh God, Justin Justin Wang, Wang, he retweeted it and essentially like ratioed him on the internet. But someone was like, "Oh, y'all really care about this Chris Rock situation, but you don't care about this," and showed a picture of the George Floyd incident. <laughs> wow! And I, as if people didn't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there, there totally wasn't protests around yeah, the whole fucking country. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off! Way to shoehorn that in there. Yeah, I saw when I saw that. I immediately turned the fucking app off, and I was like, "I'm done." I, <laughs> that that shoehorning that it's like finest right there. Where it's like, "Oh my god!" Here's this like, I want to make myself look morally grander than everybody else is basically what it is. And yeah, I stand on this like high, I stand on this high horse above everybody else. <laughs> Again, I don't want to get into like it. I mean, I don't believe it's politics, but <laughs> no, I don't either. But that's beside the point. <laughs> but I don't want to get into like shit like that on this show. But holy shit. That's craziness, man. I, again, as I, said, as I said, I saw it, I was like, fuck this. But ultimately, fuck this. But ultimately um, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air did smack the zebra from Madagascar. And that was, yeah. That's pretty based. And he left Fresh Prince. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> so thank you, Andrew Roboto, oh, for the question. For the, sorry for the long-winded response That's there. That's probably not the answer you expected. <laughs> no. We apologize. <laughs> but there's also a lot of time in between yeah. that dumb shit just then and now yeah next up is the boy the boy spooky celluloid it's your boy butter gang for life (laughs) he's a fucking margarine mafia (laughs) (laughs) fucking a (sighs) welcome to the cat family I'll yes. That. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I'm glad you have a feline friend. Who was your first childhood crush, real or cartoon? Myself, I was always a fan of the redhead from Totally Spies, mm-hmm. Raven from Teen Titans, and I guess because it would be weird just to have cartoons on here, <laughs> Lucy Lou. Hmm. Uh, Raven was definitely one. Lita from the WWE. Lita. Yeah. Dum, 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 dum. Uh, Lita was awesome. Lita was awesome. She was cool as hell. Uh, and also from Total Drama Island, <laughs> which is a random one, but uh, Gwen. Total Drama Island. That show sucks now when you watch it back, but man, as a kid, I love that shit. When I was young, I didn't have a lot of good-looking cartoons. Because hmm. I, like, I was like a teenager when uh, Teen Titans came out. Yeah. 
So it's like hard. It's like that definitely wouldn't have been a first crush kind of thing. You no. know what I mean? Like <laughs> I was probably like 14, 15 when that movie that yeah. show came out. Um, early, early, early on, uh, Wednesday Adams, Christina mm-hmm. Ricci. Christina Ricci stayed one of my crushes for years to come. I, I think she's amazing in all kinds of ways. Hey, y'all was a kid. I was a kid when she was a kid. <laughs> we Just were both clarify. children. Just to say. Um, Lene Quigley, I think, is amazing mm-hmm. and beautiful. However, uh, the character in particular of Trash yeah. from Return of the Living Dead uh, made me discover uh, how much I liked females uh-huh. and, and made me realize what my sexual orientation was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I went in to uh, watch Return of the Living Dead and been like, all right, guys, I'm going to go watch this horror movie. I came out, I was like, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> Oh my god I became a man Watching that (laughs) Tombstone dance scene (laughs) (laughs) Same thing with Sable From the WWE Yeah It's like now She's like You know You kind of look at her Back then It's like Everybody was Way over sexualized And like Plastic surgery To hell and back Because they felt like They had to be Yeah Well that was Because societal And For uh, sure But like As a young Man, like mm-hmm. what ninety nine is is ninety nine when she I'd did the so. uh, the hand on the titties yes bikini. I was ten. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for that. No, that happened. I was like, "What's happening? My God, my brain is it's not working no more." You had that. I had the Edge and Lita sex fucking. Thing. <laughs> that was so tame in retrospect. Though. Oh yeah, it was. But you watch it now. They just like get under the covers, and, like roll around, like literally, like just like, like yeah. I was. I remember they did more that. on NXT two now. Yeah, than they did back. <laughs> Dude, I was watching that, and I remember my mom walking into the living room as I was watching it, and it was like, turn this shit off, essentially. Yeah, yeah, the question earlier about, like, walking in, watching Spongebob. Yeah, Spunk yeah. It was more about wrestling back in the day. Yeah. Man. You'd, be watching, you'd be watching wrestling, it's like Stone Cold versus The Rock. Your parents watch in, it's like Sable, their tits out, and you're like, God, I can explain. I, I, I can explain. <laughs> this ain't all it is, I promise. Or Val Venus get his dick cut off or something. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, damn. <laughs> Help me get his dick cut off. <laughs> you had that. I had Eugene. Eugene, <laughs> which was fucking awful. Awful, yeah, for sure. Um, what else? I guess like Sailor Moon, maybe to do, throw a cartoon one in there. Uh-huh. Fair enough. The characters from Bobble Black. We'll <laughs> <laughs> reference Bobble Black every episode until we finally have to like cover it. Don't. don't. I mean, let me tell you. It's got some shit in it. We can cover it. <laughs> I mean, I'd imagine. I'd, I'd imagine it's got some. Uh, I know uh, Spooky on his uh, YouTube channel talked about some uh, some, uh, some some nasty some, hentai. Some hentai. The first time I ever heard the term futanari <laughs> was, which I don't know if you know what that is. It, you told me yes. Yeah, it was from Bible Black, and uh, yeah. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> was not ready for that. I Japan man, monster pains man. <laughs> Monster beans. <laughs> Got the Moby Huges. The Moby Huges. <laughs> Crazy shit, man. <laughs> oh fuck. And in, high, and in retrospect, a very politically incorrect. <laughs> yeah, it's very. Yeah, very much so. But it's Japan. What are you gonna do, man? <laughs> Japan's still on their shit. Yeah, it was Japan in a different era, dude. In a different era, they still do that shit. That's true, bro. right? Yeah, Fujinari is still definitely a thing. I mean. We're watching this guy who lives in Japan talk about like fucking what was it like? Uh, I don't know what the hentai the manga is. It's just hentai. Oh, is it just hentai? Yeah, I think there's doujinshi, but I think that's like if I'm if my memory serves me correct. Memory serves me right. Memory serves me right. Shout out to Iron Chef. Doujinshi is more like um, a parody 
but not like a parody in like oh it's funny. Yeah. It's a parody in like they're using the characters. Okay. Yeah, that's Dojinchi, mm. if I'm if I'm if I'm correct. I have no idea. So someone had to correct you on that. But uh like and they they brought that up too during mm. uh them going up through genres they liked and I was like this is fucking weird. I can get bolder and explain some shit in Bubble Black, but I'm not going to. Why? Why, why do that? Right hey, now? Spooky. I know you're listening, buddy. Uh huh. And I know. I know. One day we're gonna have you on to do an episode that's not pornography. I swear. <laughs> what would you think about doing a Bubble Black episode? If it's just me and you, and Matt don't want to do it. I mean, I'm a part of this show. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I gotta do it. Yeah. What would you think about that? I think it'd be kind of sick. <laughs> I. Um, I mean, no what's way. the difference? Huh? I mean, what's the difference between, like, reviewing Ruffies or the Fetish, though? Oh, there is no difference. I'm just, like, going through it. Like, I don't even know how you'd fucking access this shit. Oh, it's all on the internet, man. Oh, well. Dude, how do you think I watched it back in the day? I don't know. The internet. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't have it. I didn't buy it. <laughs> I know there's, like, actual DVDs of this I'm shit. I'm sure there is, but it's like, you know. Who, who gives a shit? That yeah. One? Yeah. Yeah. About nearly 20-year-old porno. <laughs> 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 it is like it's bizarre. I think we talked to Spooky about it off air, or maybe it was on air when we were talking about uh, when he was on to do the fetish stuff, and we were like, the longer you stay in this genre, you eventually just start reviewing pornography. Yeah, and that's the uh, and the thing is like that's the truth. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It all kind of just starts like you know just going that way for some reason. I don't know I why. No, it's bizarre. <laughs> Like it goes from like, yeah. Here's you know here's all these. I remember the the moment it jumped for us was when we did the loser Valentine stuff mm-hmm. and did the fetish stuff, and then Ruffies happened. And Ruffies, yeah. And, and then, then I was the like Japanese fetish films because yeah. like that's the reason I ended up like just being like we should just do the fetish movies. Yeah, like, do at least one episode. Yeah, because it was like we've done Ruffies. What's the difference? Yeah, you know, <laughs> like I it, it just we did Water Power for God's sake. Yeah, we see did. What I mean. Which is borderline shit movie. Borderline. Well, I mean, oh, fair shit. enough. I it, it is a shit movie. I dropped your drunk drive. I'm sorry. Don't do that. I didn't mean to. Anyways, thank you, Spooky Celluloid, for Got the question. On there, Shout out to Hal Monastone, by the way. Yes. Who uh, put in the comment section? They talked a bit about Totally Spies, but then said, "Wouldn't recall. Uh, wouldn't really call it a crush, but watching Michelle Pfeiffer crawl around in a latex suit in Batman Returns was a little heavy for me at 13 years old. <laughs> Understandable. Fair, fair Understandable. <laughs> you do that damn flash drive. I tell you, my biggest crush, Ryan Gosling. Oh hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! Drive baby. Oh hell yeah! I don't care straight oh my god forgive son <laughs> i'm a straight man in america and i would give up anything for ryan gosling <laughs> john wants to get fucked <laughs> i'm down for the gods baby you give me the gosling and only god forgives sheesh. Sheesh. sheesh oh my god i'll go gay in a second gotta <laughs> get john drunk first <laughs> we've talked we about, about mostly women i wanted to give it up to the dudes too well fair enough next up is mikey brush aber What's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you in real life? <laughs> and Mikey will be our last question for this episode. Uh, scary? I mean, I've not had a ton of like, I've definitely been in areas before, yeah. like through either skateboarding or yeah. filming that are sketchy for yeah. sure. You know, we used to skate in this one place that was definitely in a rough part of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, that I did not enjoy going to skate to, but the when, spot was where nice. buildings are run down. Oh and, yeah. yeah, and you see like guys in like hoodies, like stopping. Look up the sky and be like, meow, 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 meow. And be like, oh, <laughs> that's crackhead. Uh, 
Well, we we don't live in a hood per se. We live. We the, joke about it. We we joke about. It. We live. There's in a, sketchy parts of it, though, for sure. I'm calling it a hauler. It's a hauler for sure. Uh, I know. There's been some fucked up shit that's happened uh, throughout my childhood. I mean, there was a serial killer in our neighborhood. Yeah. Technically, I guess a, a more of a spree, but he he killed three people. I mean, that's that's pretty much serial. Yeah, right? it is. Um, there was. There was that there a murder happened literally across the street from where I used to live. Yeah. Uh someone broke into our house one time and stole a bunch of shit while we were sleeping. Yeah. Which was fucked up. But uh on the probably the scariest was definitely uh a car accident that I was in that nearly killed everyone involved. <laughs> <laughs> Kill all the white people. <laughs> <laughs> I hit my head on the fucking windshield, boys. That's brutal. Yeah. Um, sure it didn't fuck me up for a lot, but, you know, <laughs> brain damage and shit. <laughs> I'll tell you one that was kind of scary, man. Um, we were making a short film that never saw a lot of day, actually. Um, that was based on a true story of one of our friends having a crackhead, yeah. <laughs> a meth head, if you will, peel head, show up to his house in the middle of the night and ask for a ride to get his car, jump his car. And for some godly reason, our friend decided to say, that, that was cool. He'll do that. And he drove him to this, like, I don't know how to describe it. It leads to, like, a lake. Yeah. It's supposed to be, like, a little fishing area kind of thing or, like, where you can, like, sink, send a boat off into yeah. the lake or whatever. But it's mainly used for uh, uh, um, drug deals. Oh. <laughs> and uh, it's not too far from uh, my friend's house, so we decided we'd just shoot at the actual location. And uh, we drove down there in the middle of the night to recreate this sketchy situation, but do it with a horror twist where my friend was okay and survived the situation and nothing bad happened. Yeah, nothing bad. He's, he's still good. He's all good. Nothing bad happened, but definitely could have. Yeah, something could have jumped happened, yeah. easily. You know what I mean? He really, it was a very scary situation to hear about. Yeah. Uh, in the short film, he would get jumped and killed. Um, but we were down there filming in this area, and it was middle of the night. And um, this car, because there's only one road in, and this yeah. road ain't big enough to get two vehicles out. No. Like, it's one at a time. And this car just comes down the little driveway there and just... Oh, was that, was that there that night? You were there. Yeah. You were in the backseat of Robbie's car. And it stops right in the middle of the road, so there's no way we can get out around it. And uh, just sat there with their lights on forever. Oh, my And there God, was yeah. definitely points where I'm like, oh. man, we are about to get mugged. Yeah. <laughs> we are fucked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank God there's like six of us because yeah. if there wasn't, man, we probably would have got jumped. It's fucking bad. Yeah, that was pretty scary. I remember making a uh, a video on Instagram being like, if I don't make another post in the next couple hours, you know something bad's happened. <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Because it's a sketchy place. Yes. Like, during the day, you're fine. But well, yeah. at night, it's it's exclusively used for drug deals. Drug deals. And and probably maybe some prostitution, you know. <laughs> And also, God knows what. Yeah, else. It's, it's a rough little area if uh, you're going in the middle of the night for sure. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like other scary shit that's happened. I've definitely had like I've run into some sketchy. Oh my God, when we went to go see Slayer. Oh yeah, dude. I forgot about that. That was kind of scary. We got followed by a crackhead for sure. Yeah, who was just mumbling to himself. Yeah, that dude was either on meth or something. I think, I think he was schizophrenic. Probably both though. He's probably, yeah, probably on drugs and schizophrenic. It. it got I don't care. If I don't care if you're schizophrenic, buddy. But don't be following me. Yeah, he followed us and was just like mumbling and like doing erratic things and it was it was a bit scary um 
yeah, I, I would say like when it comes to just dealing with other people instead of like a you know a car crash type situation, definitely probably the uh, the guy who got murdered across the street mm. and. Uh, <laughs> at one at one point, they thought they found the knife in our yard. Hell yeah, it's awesome. Which is uh, a bit scary. Yeah, but um, yeah, <laughs> sketchy place we live. Sometimes, most of the time, we mostly live, at not. We live in the holler of the holler. Yeah, we so we're kind of far away from. Yeah, most people. <laughs> but it's starting to slowly creep in on us. Hey, that's everywhere, oh yeah. But uh, thank you all for the questions. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the questions. You all are awesome. You're the reason we do this. Yes. Uh, it's still uh, humbling and surreal to get questions because, mm-hmm. like we've said a hundred times when we first started the show, we thought we were just talking to ourselves, basically. But it was fun to do. It was fun, but it felt like we were just talking to ourselves. <laughs> there did come a point where we were like, should we even do this anymore? Like, we could just talk. Yeah. We ain't got to record. <laughs> yeah, we can just talk about these movies. If we so to get to. questions every week and know that people actually give a shit is really cool. It is really cool. So, thank you all so much. Thank you all. And if you want to join these lovely people, you sure can. Mm-hmm. But all you got to do is to email us at sickoncinema at gmail.com or every week of the show, which we are a bi-weekly podcast. Yes. We will post a lovely little image that says, we are taking questions. And you can ask in the comments below, and we'll be putting that up very soon, actually. Yeah. Because we are recording this weekend, though the episode comes out next week. Yeah. We are recording this weekend, so you'll see that lovely little poster pop up, and you all go ahead and ask. I mean, honestly, I think uh, we should probably upload that little image probably after we make the announcement. But we're going to have the episode recorded before we make the announcement. That is true. How are we going to take questions <laughs> if we do that, buddy? That is true. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I am fucking exhausted. Me too. That was fun. Y'all are awesome. Good questions, yes. as always. Great questions. We're going to take a short little break. I'll play something. I don't know what it is. We'll figure something out. We'll make a suggestion right now. First thing pops in your head, what should I play? All right. In, your, in our garden, it is again. <laughs> <laughs> That should just be the bumper. Oh, people would. Ha- oh my god, they would hate it. Yeah, that would that would get old real quick. It would. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We'll be right back, and we come back. We're talking all night long. All night. All night long. What is this like? There's people on their feet dancing in the streets all night long, or something like that. I have no idea, bro. That's a, sl- that's a slapper, dude. It, it is. Lionel Richie. <laughs> that dude. Yeah, but, I mean, like, that might be an understatement, right? That might be like one of those well, things yeah. where it's like, I don't know if y'all heard of Lionel Richie. <laughs> dude, it's like I remember, I remember uh, fucking it when it was like a like two years or something like that after making a murder happen. Yeah. And I forgot you guys had watched it. We marathoned that shit, dude. I did not know that. I was like, you guys heard of making a murder? Like, I don't know if y'all heard of this, making a murder. And I got fucking <laughs> We're like, goofed oh, on. Yeah, we've heard of it. Everybody in the world has heard of it. <laughs> See, I didn't. I completely forgot it existed, so I got fucking ratio by my own friends. <laughs> ratio L <laughs> fell off. <laughs> you fell off. All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. Yes, here on sick on cinema. In the heartland of America, live a very special kind of people. Friendly, decent. Hard-working people. But what happens when these simple down-to-earth folk accidentally drink a barrel of nuclear waste? Well, 
Whatever it is, it better taste good because you splattered it all over the corn squeezings, you otter ass. I'm sorry, Daddy. Swilling toxic moonshine, they become flesh-eating, bloodthirsty kinfolk from hell. They become redneck zombies. Redneck zombies. Tobacco-chewing, gut-chomping creatures of the night. Redneck zombies. Monstrous radioactive freaks waiting to eat you for lunch. Alone and lost in the backwoods of Maryland, seven city slickers will encounter a nightmare world of the hillbilly undead. Not since blood-sucking freaks has there been such controversial scenes of violence, dismemberment, and cannibalism. Whoa, Ty, check it out. It's a native! Oh, hello! There's thrills, chills, and adventure, plus plenty of lip-smacking nourishment. We dare you to keep your eyes open during the last harrowing half hour. It makes Dawn of the Dead look like Mary Poppins. Redneck Zombies is another provocative anti-nuclear parable from the trauma team. Filmed in gorgeous entrail vision, it's for rock and roll horror freaks of all ages. <laughs> Sally! For spill guts, laughs, and suspense, it's Redneck Zombies. A splatter film classic so gruesome that half the trauma team staff check themselves into Bellevue. Redneck Zombies, a down-home good time you'll never forget. Warning, repeated viewings of Redneck Zombies has been shown to cause insane laughter in laboratory animals. Hey, Matt. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but there ain't no party like a Wu-Tang party because a Wu-Tang party don't stop. That's for true. We're back here on Sick on Cinema. <laughs> Wu-Tang Clan is awesome, though. Well, I love Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. <laughs> Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> Wu-Tang Clan is based. <laughs> Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. That's like uh, the uh, the WB2K soundtrack has that song on it. Cream? Uh, no, it's not Cream. Uh, it has a Wu-Tang song on it. Cream's so good. Which I was like, that's fucking sick. You know what else is good, in my What's opinion? That? I don't know about you. The All That Long Trilogy. <laughs> uh, I mean, we'll get into it. I liked, I liked a lot of them. I liked a lot of them, Zach. I liked, uh, I liked the first two. <laughs> Not to bury the lead, but... We're going to debate a little bit on one of these. Yes. So, uh, I guess we're, we, you know, we kind of always do this. When was the first time you ever heard about the All Not Long Trilogy? I mean, I'm pretty sure it was from me. It was from you. Yeah. You know, I don't. this is one of the few I don't really know where I heard about these. Really? I just remember, like, you know, uh, and Mr. Ramon420 actually commented this on the announcement of the episode, which is really cool, because that dude's been in the genre longer than I have. Fucking, he's an OG. Man. I remember going and watching his stuff back in the day to get recommendations. You yeah. know, <laughs> like when I was just starting out mm-hmm. in the extreme uh, underground. You know, so it may have been him I heard it from, but he was like, you know, like this was a lot of our introductions into the extreme Japanese stuff, and yeah. that was 100% true. Like for me, it was movies like the Dasuke Yamanashi 
unearthed releases, Red Room, Red Room yeah. 2, Visitor Q, and All Night Long, because they were available. Yeah. You know, they were easy to get. Yeah. Not so, anymore, but... No. But at, I don't think any of them are easy to get now, actually. No. I think all those are gone out of print, which is terrible. Yeah. I don't know. Is Visitor Q out of print? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I think so, it might be easier to get. It's Tokyo but, Shock. Yeah. Which, uh, Media Blasters, I don't know, man. I never know what they're doing anymore. Yeah. But, like, you know, from that was very true for me, because, like, I remember, like, getting... You know, Red Room, Red Room 2, and being like, this is crazy shit. Yeah. And then getting Visitor Q, and being like, this is crazy shit. Yeah. And then getting the All Night Long music, this is even crazier shit, you know, like. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, tonally, All Night Long is definitely more extreme than those movies. Yeah. Even though I'd say Visitor Q content wise is more extreme, it very much carries itself comedically, oh. Yeah. Where All Night Long does not do that at all. <laughs> Which I think. Horror reviews think did the trilogy in a video. I, I think. Don't correct me. Mm. I, I, mean, not, I mean, correct me as I meant to say. Yeah, correct me if you're wrong. Don't take my word for that. Yeah, I know he's at least uh, watched them. Yeah, his uh, letterbox. Yeah, I noticed but, he didn't rate any of them, but yeah, he didn't. He don't usually rate, to be honest with you. No, he very usually, rarely. Yeah, he he does actual reviews though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it was really a gateway. Like before I ever got into like the like more underground Yamanashi stuff yeah. or like the Nikatsu titles or stuff like that, you know, all along was there. Yeah. To kind of like spark my interest in extreme Japanese cinema. Right. You know, because like it was an eye opener to just like shit, you know, these movies are so fucked up mm-hmm. that like, you know, there's not a lot in the States <laughs> quite like these movies, you know? Right. So, start breaking them down, I guess. Uh, yeah. Amogus. Amogus. <laughs> so we start, and it's crazy to say this, because it's like, and, and yes, you know, extreme cinema's been around since the dawn of cinema. Mm-hmm. You know, you can look back to like on-chain, on Even before that, people pushed the boundaries of what you could do on... Yeah, oh, subversive yeah. cinema's been around forever. Hacks yeah. and, you know, all this stuff. There's also like people who would do like the like nude stuff back in the 30s. For sure. But like for a film to like... To be as nihilistic as these, you know, they definitely existed. Like this, you know, the hardcore seventies. Yeah. These movies very much, like, harken back to the mm-hmm. violent seventies. You know what I mean? Right. These movies that are just there as like nihilistic pieces of, you know, depravity. You yeah. know, something like Last House on Dead End Street. That's in the le- last last house on the left, even or I spit on your grave. Yeah, even. exactly. Um, so we start in 1992, you know. It's, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild, man. Because I know, and I'm not trying to bury you or anything with this. Bury. Or shit on you. But you definitely at one point kind of criticized the films to me to be like, well, these movies kind of do what other movies have done a thousand times yeah. before. And I'm like, yeah, but in 92, it's not like this was like the most unoriginal thing ever. You know, definitely before yeah. there were movies that kind of did similar ideals. But what I will say is like... Where we do tackle this these kind of movies, like it does feel like um, when you watch so many of them, they kind of blend together. And I and I, I forgot what you know year these came out. Yeah, and didn't realize how you know kind of early that is. Yeah, because it's kind of crazy when you think about like Cannibal Holocaust, even. Yeah, like the thing that like that was like seventy nine. Yeah. Came out 80, 81, right? Mm. Depending on what country. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, my son just made a really weird question. I think the mic picked it up. Or not question, but weird noise. My mic picked it up, I think. Whoa. It was just like, <laughs> I heard a little bit of it. Um, I've, that's, that's got me distracted now. Uh, <laughs> I digress. You know, 
that's so crazy to think about. Like, I mean, yeah. that subversive, that extreme, that mean spirited came out in that era. You know what I mean? Right. Like, the 70s were full of those kind of movies, but like into the 80s, it definitely came more about gore. Yeah. And splatter, you know, mm-hmm. like with like the the guinea pig films and stuff of that nature. Yeah. And also, like, in America, you like it, it became less about. Oh, how... Like, of course, there's movies like that, but it, it wasn't as much of, like, oh, how far can we push the limits of this mm-hmm. subject matter-wise? It was more like, how crazy can we get with practical effects? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, there was definitely movies pushing the oh, yeah. boundaries in the 80s. For yeah. sure. I'm not saying there wasn't. But it definitely does feel like the 90s was, like, the renaissance era of yeah. the extreme cinema movement. I, I would almost argue that the 2000s as well for sure the early 90s in particular because like you think about movies like Singapore Sling yeah the Not Long trilogy a lot of the Singapore Sling does not look like it takes place in the 90s it does not look like I it's know. the 90s <laughs> but you know or you know the Not Long trilogy the guinea pig trilogy the guinea yeah. pig films that came out in the 90s you know yeah. a lot of the Japanese extreme stuff came out in the 90s yeah uh what else? Man Bot's Dog came out in the 90s, I believe, you know? Uh, it was either 80s Late or 90s. Late 80s, early 90s, you know? There was so much, like, you know, a renaissance of, like, extreme cinema. And most of it was coming from other countries, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, that's what I, that was my take on, like, the whole idea of, like, these films have been done. It's like, well, yeah, but these were also kind of, you know, pioneers in a way as well. Yeah, and I, and I can see that. But... Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah. So, anyways, first up from 1992, these are all directed by Katsuya Matsumura. Matsumura. But again, as we told Hal, we can't pronounce things very well. No. This is all not long. Yeah. This is the only one shot on film, and it shows. It looks great. Yeah, it looks better in comparison, except for my TV somehow fucked it up. Yeah, you had a weird aspect ratio. Yeah, it was like in a box. I, I may have been in that that aspect ratio too, but I don't. I didn't pay yeah. enough attention yeah. to like really recall if it did or not. It, I mean, it wasn't like too distracting. Yeah, like when we were trying to watch my DVD of Funhouse, and it was like just fucking in a box, a box that was like razor thin. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, was so weird. It was like ultra wide. <laughs> yeah. They fucked the aspect ratio part on that. But anyway, um, so this movie, you have three characters. You have Suzuki. Yeah. He's kind of a privileged, rich kid. Yes. You know, looks, he's like, he said, I think he's at one point, he says he's 19. So yeah. he's like fresh out of high school. You know, hasn't quite got a job yet. Doesn't know what he's going to do with his life. Mm-hmm. Definitely seems depressed. Right. Like the first point, one of the first times we see him in the film, he's got a gun up to his head. You Rough. know, he has fantasies about, you know, being killed. Mm-hmm. So he definitely seems to be depressed and like doesn't really have a outlook on his future very much. Yeah, he has a very negative outlook on life. Yeah, for sure. He's very pessimistic. And then you also have Sato, on the other hand, who is graduating from tech school. He mm-hmm. wants to be a airplane engineer. He wants to run, work yeah. on planes. Uh, he wants to work for a airline, being a, a uh, mechanic. Yeah. You know, so he's got he's got himself set up, ready to go. He knows what he wants to do, and then we also have Tanaka, yeah, who is kind of a nerdy kid who's trying to get straight A's in school, so that he can go on to a good uh, college. Yeah, and by fate, one day they all meet at this railroad. Is it a railroad or is it just a street? It's a railroad. Okay. Because remember the trains going by. That's yeah, why yeah, that's yeah. why they all have to stop. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, gotcha. And there's a girl standing there with them. Two girls actually, I think, because one runs away. Yeah. Two uh, two girls standing there in this. Uh, I, I saw him described online by a lot of people as a salary man. 
Mm-hmm. Which he definitely looks like that, which would make that even more interesting because like the idea of like, you know, a salary man being pushed to his limits because he works all the time. He looks like his character reminds me of two different things in a weird way. I don't know why. Reminds me of the weird cameo character in Homesick. Oh, Bill Mosley. Yeah, yeah, Mister Razorblade. That and the the fucking crazy ass. Uh, I guess the diplomat in Pictures the diplomat the diplomat, diplomat video, kind of like three AM the Smiling Man as well. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And Just uh, weird, he goes up to the girl and he's like, "I need help finding this place. Can you help me?" Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Yeah, sure." So he's like, "It's right here," and he it's just a tissue. Yeah, it's not a map. So she's like, okay, this guy's... He's fucked up. He's crazy. I'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna back away now. You know yeah. what I mean? You, you do you. <laughs> and he pulls a knife and just ruthlessly murders her, stabs her to death. And also, the the kill here is very reminiscent of, like, the later Japanese, like, splatter stuff. Yeah, with, like, the arterial spray. Yeah. That cut in the hand is the worst part, where he gets her, like, between the fingers. Oh, my God. And, uh... The three guys are like, holy shit, what the fuck do we do? Yeah. You know? And I thought that was very realistic, too, because, like, I think any other movie, they would have jumped on him and, like, rear naked choked him. Yeah. But they're just, like, stunned. Hmm. Like, holy shit, I don't know what the... What the fuck just happened? Yeah. Type, type I'm stunned. Deal. I don't know what to do. I'm in shock. You yeah. know what I mean? And eventually, he starts to go after Suzuki's character, and uh, Sato... <laughs> Bings him in the head, knocks him out, and yeah. tells Tanaka to call the cops. Also gets hit by a fucking motorcycle. Yeah, he gets hit by a motorcycle, <laughs> which is fucking brutal. So, um, to celebrate that, <laughs> the three guys decide to get together to be like, hey. I did think this was odd. Oh, what? <laughs> like It's like, uh, we just took out this guy who just kills him in front of us. Let's go eat. <laughs> well, I took it as it was several days later. And this was more about like. See, hey, I saw it as like that. Not. I don't think so. Cause, okay. Because Tanaka at one point references the fact he only had to miss a couple days of school. Okay. So I took it more like you know, hey, let's get together. You know, misery loves company kind of thing. Yeah. You know, we all went through a shared trauma, so let's get together and you know, just have a good time. Just be with each other. Yeah. Because we all experienced something crazy kind of thing. Yeah. So they do it and they have a great time. It's fun. Yay. Everyone's happy. Mm. So they decide they're going to do it again. But yeah. next time, they don't want it to be an all-dude party. So you got to get one week to find you a girl to bring yeah. to this party. And that, in a lot of ways, begins the downfall of, of all three of these characters. It all leads to fucking hell. Which is crazy to think about. It's something as simple as, like, find a girl to bring to the party. Yeah. And it leads to all their demise. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy when you think about it. Uh, for one guy, it works out fine. At first. At first. So, yeah, so Suzuki is, you know, he's like, this ain't gonna be nothing. I'm a, I'm rich. I'm yeah. good looking. I got this by the balls, man. And nobody wants to be around him because he's, you know, he don't seem to be like a fun guy to be around. <laughs> no. Um, so, eventually, he, like, gets a whole prostitute who kind of manipulates him yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, robs him. And handcuffs him and beats the shit out of his testicles. Kicks him in the naked dick. <laughs> the naked dick. That's worse than anything, man. Because like, at least if you get kicked with your pants on, there's like at least something there. You still get hit in the dick. Though. You are, but when foot connects with balls, like like bare balls, man. <laughs> that's as bad as it gets. Yeah, that's the purest of a nut shot. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's that's crippling a man. Uh, uh, Tanaka becomes obsessed with this girl. Yeah. And he kind of gets involved with this weird fat guy who, I don't even know how to describe his character. How would you describe his character? Oh, my God. 
How do you describe this motherfucker? Because I wouldn't say he's a womanizer. No. Because he doesn't... But he does seem to be that at the same time. Like he's picking up all these chicks and banging them, apparently. I don't believe that. But all, but there's these scenes where, like, you know, he's, like, talking to the girls and shit like that. And talking about some weird shit, being like, I'm going to use the needles on you again and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? This is weird. He's just be like, the whole thing is, like, he's willing to do stuff that other people won't. Maybe. Hey, I understand that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then you have Sato, who meets a very kind, sweet girl, yeah. who he falls head over heels for. And also, just to keep in mind, the the plot of this, like... Oh, Doesn't sound like a horror movie yet? It's not even that, per se. Like, this could easily be a horror movie if you like added horror elements to it, which it does. Yeah. But it's the fact that the plot goes all the way up to the ending. Yeah. Like you can't describe the slow burn. Yeah, you can't describe the plot in just one go. You have to go through everything. Yeah, go through the arcs. Yeah, I mean, there's waves in this. (laughs) There's it definitely takes. It comes in waves. Yeah, it definitely has the three act structure. But the three act structure are like almost like you could almost see them as like separate entities. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Sato falls in love with this girl. He's head over heels. His life's going great. He just went to an interview for his dream job. Though we find out he doesn't get it, which seems pretty mean spirited. It's rough. <laughs> Because uh, it's mean, like, man, you didn't have to show that. <laughs> you don't do that guy that no. dirty. And, Which uh, I, I think it's happened to the best of all of us. For sure. Uh, the night of the party, oh, they're getting ready to go, and they're attacked by a group of thugs. Yep. Who viciously rape and end up killing, I believe. It, it's insinuated. Insinuated that they kill his girlfriend. Yeah. Which throws him off the deep end. So he meets up with Suzuki and Tanaka, who Tanaka's hesitant to go along with the deed at first, <laughs> but decides to follow along to get revenge. Well, they kind of pressure him into it. For sure. But, uh... <laughs> uh, to follow through to get revenge on these guys who killed his girlfriend, and that is the plot of All Night Long. And it gets insanely violent and mean-spirited as the movie goes along. Yes. Um, I would describe this series of films with a term... That I, I I'm not gonna say I made up. <laughs> I coined this. <laughs> no, I guarantee I did not coin this term. But it's border. It's borderline. What I would say is like nihilist porn. Yeah, but it's not pornographic. No, it's, it's not fetishist at all either. No, it's like the term torture porn that people throw yeah. around, where it's a film that glorifies yeah violence or torturing. Like this, this series is fucking dark. It's bleak. It's bleak shit, man. To the point where like. You're almost like, why the fuck do I even care about any of these people? See, I completely disagree with that. Towards the end of this movie, man, they do some shit that's like unexcusable. But to me, what the All Night Long trilogy is, is an exercise in like human suffering. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how far can a person be pushed till they completely break and do right. things they wouldn't have done regard- otherwise? You know what I mean? That's what All Night Long is to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the so the is, fact that they do some uh, shitty shit towards the end of the movie makes sense and is is worse because like they were good people and now we have to see them at their most savage, you know, their most animalistic. I do want to clarify. I do like this movie quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I do, but there are things where I'm like, well, there went these you know, eighty minutes or so of building these people up as you know at least decent human beings. But again, like I said, like it, I think that's to make you feel even worse. 
because uh, that's why I call it Dallas porn. Yeah, but you're saying as though that's a criticism when the movie is trying to do that. Yeah, you know, you see Sato as such a kind, loving, fun dude. Yeah, that when everything is torn away from him and he's left with absolute nothing, he's at his most like primal. He's going to do things that regard otherwise he would not have done. Right. He's pushed over the edge to the point where he's no longer who he was to begin with. He is not Sato no more. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's no longer that person. He's someone completely different now who's only held in on one thing and mm-hmm. that's to get revenge. And that's depressing. You know what I mean? Like that's a sad thing to see someone who was a good person do. But, but the thing is like, it happens in well, which we'll get to it of course but it happens in all three of these. The third one especially. Well that's what I'm saying I, I, and I think that's what these movies are other than the third one. The third one I think is more about a uh, exercise in depravity. Okay. More so than uh, <laughs> pushing people mentally. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Because the guy in that one, when we'll get to it, he pushes himself. Yeah. To, well, yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, Where the first two are definitely about like mentally breaking down somebody. It, it is. And what it takes to push somebody over the edge. It's hard for me to talk about one of these without going into the other, though. Because they all are very, they're not like tied together through through plot. They're tied together through themes yeah, and ideals. Yeah. It's a it, it's a loose trilogy, yeah. Which it's not even a trilogy, really. Not anymore. It's, no. There's six of them now. Yeah, the, unless there's more. All of them directed by Katsuya Matsumoto. Are they all? All. I thought uh, Dustin Yamanashi did a wrote. couple. He wrote some of them. He wrote some of them. Guaranteed. Which I would love to see that. Yeah. Because <laughs> Dustin Yamanashi writing a movie for Katsuya Matsumoto. Come on now, let's go. Which I'll say, like a lot of this got a lot of the director's cinematography in this is really good. Very I would good, love yeah. to see a Blu-ray of this movie. I yeah. bet it would look really good. Like even though it is very low budget and gritty, yeah. there's definitely shots of like them in the city and stuff like that mm. that are gorgeous. I mean, honestly, like regardless of how you feel about movies, they should get a release. Oh, for sure. Because you know they. But again, <laughs> you know, to get back on like the whole idea of the characters thing, and, and Tanaka in particular, you know, he's this just kind of shy, normal, geeky dude who like, you know, he's he's got the he's got a crush on this chick, but you know, wouldn't even go out of his comfort zone to probably talk to her if it wasn't for this whole situation of finding a girlfriend. Yeah. So he's pushed even harder than anybody because like, you know, he's already out of his comfort zone. He doesn't even want to do this simple thing. Yeah. Now he's forced into this situation where he's got to like hold people at gunpoint and shit and there's people dying and like, and he don't know what the hell to do. He said something very interesting with his movies off air at one point when we were talking about it off air. He said it's a very good representation of like society pressure and yeah for sure um you know wealth and stuff like that in the dichot like it's very much about like the dichotomy of classism in a lot of ways yeah. especially in this one because it's like you got the rich kid middle class i want to say poor sato's not poor lower middle class but he's definitely in tech school which yeah. i think in, a lot of times in japan kind of like insinuates that you you know you didn't make it and to like the big colleges. Yeah, you're not you're not you're not going to be a salary man. You're going to be working on stuff with your yeah. hands, you know. Where in in America it's kind of different where a lot of those jobs pay more than some of the jobs. <laughs> That's that. true. But like <laughs> you know, and like you see each of those guys' own struggles along the way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I, I do get all that stuff. But there's just things that the characters do that are just like Fuck, man. But they don't, like, first of all... It's, it's all toward the end. Suzuki. Let's take him first, yeah. right? The first time we're introduced to this guy, he's got a gun up his hand and is going to pull the trigger. Yeah. Right. 
Mm-hmm. So we know that dude's got problems. Yeah. He has a fantasy about stalking a girl and getting shot. Yeah. So he's gung ho for anything because I think that he's just kind of a mentally he he's he's pretty fucked up. Yeah. You know, Tanaka is definitely not mentally stable as well as he lets this obsession of his girl kind of overtake him. Yeah. You know, Sato is the only normal one of the group. But yeah. then he's forced into this situation by force. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he didn't choose to be fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. He was pushed into it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they don't do anything that isn't like doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, it, it, it for me this okay like, minor spoiler because we're okay. we're dancing around a certain thing that yes. happens in the movie that if we don't talk about it, it's gonna be hard to understand what we're getting at. Yeah. So at one point they when they when they they get to the gang's hideout. Yeah. There's a girl there and Sato rapes her. Yeah. It's just it, that is just like. She had nothing to do with any of this. No, but like, uh, and like, I, you know, again, this is not me being like justifying rape. No, 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 no. <laughs> From the character's viewpoint, I can understand why he would do it. John is canceled. <laughs> Shut up. You don't talk about. I, I know what you're talking about, but if in my brain, it's so unjustifiable that it's it's okay. Like, but look at it this way, okay? It's unjustifiable. Yeah. As a normal person who isn't fucked up. Okay. Right? Sato's girl, who had nothing to do with these guys, yeah, was beaten, raped, and murdered by them mm-hmm. for no reason. Yes. This is his last version of revenge. He's going to take their girl, who had nothing to do with them, yeah, and do the same to her that they did to her when she had nothing to do with them. See what I'm saying? I mean, that justifies it in his head, not in mine. The person, I do not justify rape in any way. It's one of the most deplorable, maybe the most deplorable act. In yes. The only thing I can think of is like child rape. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Rape in general is one of the one of the worst things you can ever do to somebody. Exactly. But it I, fucks but them up for life. For the character to do that, I don't think it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Is it good? No. Should he have done it? No, of course not. He but, also shouldn't have blowed these guys away with guns. He should have went to the cops. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like, he shouldn't have killed his friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I know this, and I understand that, but when you watch revenge movies and stuff like that... But revenge is already fucked. It is. It's... I mean, and that's the whole point it of this movie. It's pointless. That's the point of this movie, is revenge is fucked, man. Yeah. You know, when someone truly wants revenge, they're going to go to the lowest of lows to get that revenge. Yeah. And, and I do get that, but in my brain, I'm like, I just can't fucking... I can't in any way justify what he's doing <laughs> as a viewer. Yeah, because you wouldn't do that. We wouldn't yeah. do that. But this man, like I said, like he's like, everything has been taken from him. He's broke. There's nothing in his life anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? The one thing he cared about is gone. And not just gone, but was violated in the in the process. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, he... he <laughs> the thing is, she had... Ah, yes, but his girlfriend was innocent. I know. But the thing is, like, when it comes to the stuff like, stuff like that and getting revenge in movies, it's like, they're the ones who did it. Do it to them. Kill them. Yeah. But she's there. Fuck them up. <laughs> Why are you doing that to her? Because she is in with the gang. So she's I with know. them. I, I know that, John. It's just... It's just <laughs> I don't fucking understand. Like, in my brain, I cannot compute. You don't think why that's real, do- not realistic? I'm not saying it isn't realistic. It just hurts that character for me. But why? Because it just, like. That's his arc. At uh, that point in time, Sato's gone, man. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that person there doing that is not the Sato we followed through the movie. He's so far gone that he's willing to do anything to get payback. You know what I mean? Yeah. To feel like he is justified. You know, to feel like he is satisfied in his revenge. He's willing to do anything. Right. He has no regard for his friends anymore. Anything. You know what I mean? He's done. This is a suicide mission for him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, he's going to wipe them out. He's going to torture them. And, like, if if the whole thing was just a bang-bang done, why did he not just do that? Why did he tie them up? Why did he beat them? Because he wanted to get revenge. Exactly. He wanted that satisfaction. Yeah. I don't know. My brain, I just can't. I can't separate that. I can't explain. It's hard to explain. It's not like he just like he's not like he's like walking in the room holding hands with his girlfriend like ah da, 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 and went and raped somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? If he did that, I, I would understand where you're coming from. Like yeah, that seems out of character. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? At this point in the movie, it's not out of character. We just watched him massacre four people and sacrificing his friend and giving a fuck about him. Yeah. You know what I mean? If he's willing to do that, why would he not be willing to do that? To feel that satisfaction. Look what right. they did to her. I'm mm-hmm. going to do it to you. Not because you deserve it, but because you're with them. And because you're with them, I'm going to fucking destroy you. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's where he's coming from. Is it right? No. It's it's no, no, it's not right at all. It's terrible. It's horrible. You feel bad for her. Because like you said, like, you know, although it is kind of, you know, she definitely doesn't seem like a good person necessarily, but she definitely doesn't deserve no to be, you know. I'd say no one deserves that. No, definitely. But you know what I'm saying? Like, in the movie context, yeah. she doesn't deserve to anything. Right. Because she had nothing to do with what happened in the movie. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, she's definitely doesn't seem, if she's with these shit people, she's probably not a good person in her own right, but she wasn't involved yeah. in the crimes. See what I'm saying? And also, like, even though y- you said that you think that uh, she was, she, she didn't know about what they did, right? No, I think she did know. You think she did know? Oh, yeah. Because she tries to just say they didn't do it. It's clearly the same people. But she kind of loses the fact that they didn't do it, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. She's lying, definitely. In my brain at the time, like, I, I definitely I definitely do think they did it. Mm-hmm. But also, you don't get a good look at the people, either. So True. it leaves that bit of amb- ambiguity. For sure, which is interesting. What if yeah. it is the wrong people? That's even worse. Yeah, but he don't care. No. I mean... Because he thinks he's got the right people. Yeah. Which they're also doing fucked up shit, even if they're not the right people. Exactly. But it's like... They uh, are the right people, though. Yeah. You get enough of a look at them to know. Yeah. But it does leave that little bit of like, uh, maybe. Uh, maybe. Which I do like. Mm-hmm. I do like that it's like, this could be them and it could it may not be them. Yeah. But sometimes you, 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 you get the drift. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I said, like, we're not supposed to sympathize with Sato. Yeah. In this moment, because the whole thing is like, humans are garbage. Yeah. Right? That's the tagline of the series. Humans are garbage. Yeah. When a person is pushed to that edge, like, that edge, they will become the thing they hate. Fair enough, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Sato becomes the thing that he, hates he, wanted, the most. he wanted to destroy. And that's sad because Sato was such a nice person. Yeah. It's sad to see him pushed to that edge. It's kind of like in, um, um, I saw the devil kind of thing. Yeah. You hate seeing that character become that character. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not about like, oh, cool revenge. Yeah. It's about, fuck, I don't want him to do this no more. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and uh, we got to cover that movie one day. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. It's so fucking good. But I, I do. 
I, I ah fuck. I I, I mm. you, you do bring up some fucking really good points. It's fine that you feel that way. I'm just counterpointing. You know what I mean? We're just yeah. debating. That that's my viewpoint on it. It's fine to have a different viewpoint yeah. on it. I see where you're coming from completely. Because like we do see Sato as this like genuinely sweet, nice guy. Yeah. Of the three, he's he's the most likable. Yeah. So when he does switch, you know, it is kinda like fuck, man. You know, like what the yeah. hell, you know? <laughs> it's like when he kills everyone, I like this is literally what happened to me as I was watching it. I'm like he, well, they, they, they got rid of him. You know, it sucks that you know something happened, which I won't spoil. Credits. <laughs> yeah, credits, right? Mm-hmm. And then he just starts fucking brutalizing this girl, and I'm like, fucking why? And there's definitely a, maybe you that's just did what you fucking. Maybe that's just me reading into it. It's possible, yeah. and it's just lol Japan. You know, because there's a part of that. You know, Japan. You know, they like to push the boundaries on some things. Yeah. Not you know, as a whole. I'm not saying the country as a whole, but like in their uh, extreme cinema. Yeah. World. Subversive filmmakers in Japan really like to push the envelope. Yes. <laughs> you know, and they will just throw shit in there to be like, whoa. <laughs> but I, I was expecting credits like not too long after. I was like, oh, okay, they got their revenge. It's done. Mm. And then that happened. I was like. What the fuck? You did what you wanted to do. But I think, too, like, what happens after that, which we ain't gonna spoil that. Yeah. It, it leads me to believe that I'm right, because it's, like, it's almost like, you know, minor spoiler here. It's almost like putting down a rabbit dog. Yeah. It had to be done. You know what I mean? Yeah. You uh, don't want to do it because you still love that dog. Yeah. But that's not your dog no more. You know what I mean? Right. But, which... This is all. This is off topic, but some someone on topic. I've watched someone talk about rabies, and apparently, it doesn't have a cure. Yeah, it's fucked up. Right, fucked me up, man. Yeah, I just thought about it. Like, I know someone recently got bit by a bat, and is dealing with that shit right now. Oh fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know him, but I know someone who knows him. Okay. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. Uh, but anyways, yeah. That's my thought on that whole situation. You Fair. know what I mean? Fair enough. I hope I, I, hope I came out okay and, and and everything made sense what I was saying. I'd, I'd say I do understand what you're saying. It, it just, in my brain, I just, I don't know, from his character standpoint, it, it, for, for me, I, I get to people are like, fucking get on with it. I just don't understand why would you stoop that low? But I guess at the same time, that's also human conned why would you stoop so low to do something so i mean like awful? why would he kill him yeah easily could have went to the cops and been like oh my god look what happened to me I yeah i identify him mm-hmm. he could went to the judicial system and got him thrown in jail yeah he chose violence matt he did choose violence but he goes fucking too far he does and that happens and then the very end everyone fucking goes ape shit and that I'll give you like when you brought that up I'm like yeah I, I can agree with that that maybe is a step too far yeah but I can understand from that character's point of view as well you know what I mean like I mean he's broken you know and talking about Tanaka a little bit like there's a moment in the film that I thought was like super realistic and really like gut wrenching when he shoots one of them yeah because the guy Suzuki yeah. told him the gun had only had blanks in it and he shoots the guy and blows his head off yeah and just start screaming mm-hmm. because he's like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, that guy's dead, and I did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's I just so took real. Someone's life. That's so realistic to me. The way it was played out and everything yeah. like that. Where I was like, "Damn, this movie is like playing on some real emotional shit." Mm-hmm. Uh, negatives of the film because it does seem like I'm just like, "Yeah, this film," you know, giving the old verbal hand jibber, the Gluck Gluck 2000. Yeah, the middle is a little long. 
Yes. I don't dislike it because I do think it adds to building up those characters. So when that switch happens, it's even more of a gut punch. In essence, it does remind me of Irreversible. In a way, yeah. That middle part is very... Yeah. You stay with those characters for a long time. Yeah. But there does come a point in the film where it's like it does feel like there's a few things that's very repetitive yeah. that could have been cut. Like There's definitely a montage with Sato and his girlfriend where it's kind of like, that could have been trimmed a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're getting, we're getting, we got the point. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going a bit much. But Although I, I also, love the song during that scene. Yeah. Which I can understand also, it's like, we got to make fucking 90 minutes. Yeah. And the movie goes on yes. a bit too long. The ending part, there's a whole it section. It has fucking four endings. Yeah. Almost. Which this series is bad for Choose that. your own fucking adventure, apparently. This series is really bad for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> rather those fucking goosebump <laughs> books and choose your own adventure shit. Yeah, where it's like, yeah, I can cut it here if I want to. Yeah. But uh, there's definitely a point that if they recut, yeah, and cut a whole section out, the ending would have been way better. Yeah, and we talked about this. You know what I'm talking yes, about? You know, yes. you know, the guy in the bathroom and then mm-hmm. the ending, and you cut out the whole train track scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you did that. Solid ending, super yeah. solid ending. But because it kind of goes along, it does bring it down just a little bit because you're kind of sitting there watching. And you're like, "Are we going here? Are we really doing this?" You know what I mean? We're still going on here. And there's definitely a point to be made too with the evil laugh. Oh boy, or the yeah. crazy laugh. They do that a lot in this movie. But again, what I will say to justify that is different time, different cultures too. Yeah. Also, in comparison to like how overused that is, and like media some media yeah nowadays like the fucking like creepypasta bullshit oh yeah that's why when i heard them do that i was like fuck me mm-hmm. which i know it was this predates that by a fuck ton there's definitely a villain in all three of these movies who has that <laughs> laugh oh my fucking god <laughs> which i think is just to, so you hate them even more yeah i know the movies have that character i'm like fucking end them yeah uh <laughs> another thing i love about this movie was the soundtrack Mm-hmm. This is some slapping shit right here, dude. This this bops cheeks. The first movie and the second movie has some really good soundtracks. Mm-hmm. It slaps cheeks. It's very good. Very good soundtrack. Yeah. That slapping especially that, that that guitar slide part. It's so good. Woo! Fire. And I, I do think the story of this one is better than the stories of the two and three. I'm gonna disagree, but we'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Ultimately, I think All Night Long is well worth your time. Oh, it's a very good entry. Yeah. In Japanese extreme cinema. Absolutely. Uh, we were just, you know, kind of having our debate. Yeah. Because of like, what of that the scene. Yeah. You had a different stance on that scene than I did. Yeah. Which again. Just to clarify, John does not justify those actions. <laughs> I think everyone knows this. Yes. <laughs> talking about the character, not yeah. me. I'm just saying for anyone who tries to clip that out of context <laughs> in the future. If someone's clipping this out of context, man, you all chose the wrong podcast. It's true, and, and in that case, we're fucked. Nah. We're fucked, boys. <laughs> I mean, we only got like 400-something <laughs> followers on Instagram. It's not like we're like... Massive. Yeah. We're, we are growing. Uh, we're growing, but I don't think even then there'll ever come a point where we're like big enough to like blackball... Fair enough. <laughs> but what we're covering is going to keep us from that. <laughs> Fair enough. But um, yeah, I really like this movie. I think it's really good. I think, I think it's, it's a very good movie. I too. think it's a great entryway into Japanese extreme cinema yeah. as well. It's a good first uh, step. 
Yeah. Because it's brutal and it's super violent and it's very fucked up and nihilistic. But it's also not as extreme as even some of the sequels. Mm-hmm. As well as some other films you could watch in the series. Yeah. In this genre, if you will. Yeah. It's it's good moment to not only dip your toes in, but I would say put the legs into the waters. <laughs> yep. So next up from 1995, where he, he waited, Katsuri Matsumura waited three years before he put this one out. And he was like, I'm going to go even darker. <laughs> He's, he said, fuck y'all. Mm, pretty much. So we have this one in All Night Long 2 Atrocity, which is a, the perfect title subtitle for this, yeah. for this movie. <laughs> Fucking A, man. Uh, so basically this one, we have, I believe his name is Suichi. Am I right about this? <laughs> yes. Suichi. Or Sunichi. Sunichi. Not Sunichi. Shunichi. Shunichi. Also, before we move on, did you notice that, like, and I'm sure this wasn't on purpose, mm-hmm. but all three of the main characters had, like, wrestling names? I did notice this. Yeah. Sorry, I just about fucking choked on water because I forgot about it. Fucking Kinsuke Sasaki. Kinsuke Sado. Sasaki, yeah. Sado Suplex. Fucking. It's su- and uh, Suzuki, Minoru Suzuki, and, and uh, Tanaka, Masato Tanaka. Yeah. <laughs> That's how, I, that's how I remembered them. I mean, too. I was like, it's Sato, Suzuki, and Tanaka. <laughs> it's <laughs> you get you have a at least a couple pillars of Japanese wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking awesome, dude. Which I don't think I don't think I don't think purpose. it was on purpose, but it, it mar- I marked the hell out for it. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was like Kensuke. I was like hmm. Sasaki. <laughs> it was Kensuke Sasaki. Okay, and you had Suzuki. Then it's all Saido. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> But anyway, Suichi, I believe, is his name in this one. Yeah. And he's very similar to Tanaka's character in the first one. Shy, mm-hmm. quiet, nerdy. Which, that's one thing I will say about this series. They love that character. They fucking love that character. Yeah, agreed. And maybe a little too much. By the third one, you can argue it's played out, for sure. Yeah. I, I feel that. Um, But uh, he is uh, his childhood friend mm-hmm. is this guy. I can't remember his name. Did you write down? Main villain. Hang on. Wait uh, a minute. Wait a minute. Anyways, why are you looking it up? His, his, his childhood friend is now the head of this ruthless Yakuza-esque gang. Yes. Um, Who are horrible, horrible, horrible people. And he, for some reason, owes this gang money, which is not a good thing. No, it's fucking awful. Very bad thing. I did, did not write down because I'm terrible. He, the the friend who is the leader of this gang, we're just going to call him Villain. The Villain. We'll call him uh, Bad Man. The Bad Man. Sure, we'll call him the Bad Man. Not to be confused with Scott Shimmer's the Bad Man, but the Bad Man. Um, <laughs> oh, that movie's fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked. The Bad Man um, <laughs> loves to mentally and physically torture people. Yes, he is a... <sighs> Uh, he's a sadist. He's definitely a sadist. He's a sexual and non-sexual sadist. In, in an interesting turn of things, um, for Japanese film in particular, is he's also homosexual. Yeah. Which I say that because a lot of times homosexuals are played for comedic effect in Japanese cinema. At least... And during this time. Especially in this time. Yes. Yeah, especially in this time. I'd say it's a little more lax now. He, but... though, is not funny at all. No, he's a piece of fucking garbage. He's one of the most ruthless, mean-spirited, nihilistic characters I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. This man is a monster. Yes. He's not a man. <laughs> he's a monster. Yeah, he is 
uh, he he is pr- pretty much like when if you watch any fucking like true crime s- documentary, he is the evil fucking character he's like they portray. Ted, he's like Ted Bundy. Yeah, he's very much like Ted Bundy. And he definitely seems to have emotional feelings. Yeah, for Suichi. However, you're never sure if that's real. Yeah, feelings or if he just really loves breaking him down. Yeah, knowing it freaks him out. Yeah. It's hard to tell. Yeah. So he, uh, Suichi owns this gang money, mm-hmm. and he's desperate because he goes through several beatings. Yeah. And episodes of heinous shit. They really do him in. Yeah. Just involving the main guy. Yeah. Who at times acts like he has no control over the gang, which I thought was an interesting aspect of the film as well. Which I don't believe. I don't believe it. It's just manipulations. All oh, it yeah. It's, it's just another way of being like... It's like, well, I you know, I don't mean for them to hurt you, but I can't do nothing about God, it. He's such a fuck. Yeah, he's a, he's a fuck. Oh. So, he meets this guy called the Good Man. The Good Man. Which made me laugh. The good, is that his actual name? That's the guy's username, Good Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's talking to Good Man. Good Man on this chat room. Which is funny that we called the villain Bad Man. Yeah, Bad Man. Who uh, is like, you know, yeah. I'll grant you a wish. All you got to do is meet me at a certain location at a certain time. Yeah. Put a yellow uh, bandana on you. Show up at this place. <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing. I really thought cruising. Yeah, I was like, I was like oh, don't no. put that in your back pocket. I mean, you like to get pissed on. Yep. Cruising. <laughs> uh, uh, or a dude's gonna walk to the door with the speedo <laughs> on, jacked as shit. That movie's awesome, dude. I love movie's cruising wild. so much. <laughs> but like, so they all, he shows up and this guy shows up. He's like, oh, you're the good man. He's like, no, yeah. I came to meet the good man. Yeah. And then another guy showed up and was like, y'all, uh, y'all got duped too. <laughs> Yeah, y'all got so screwed. they all much like the first movie, they kind of all become friends out of like a collective like, you know, pity party almost. Yeah, like, we all got duped. We're all dumb. I can't believe yeah. we fell for it. We're all stupid as shit. Yeah, and they're just kind of having fun when uh, Suichi. Well, two of them is having fun. fun. And when Suichi's just like, I'm fucked. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. Um, they're gonna kill me. And they're, and like, they're like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean they're gonna kill you? What do you mean, bro? And so he, they're like. Look, man, we don't really know you, but we feel real bad for you. So we'll try to help so you out. So we're going to like go in together and get you the money to pay off this gang so they, you can get them off their back. There's also some heinous shit that's insinuated, too. Do, oh, yeah. With the Suichi? Uh, uh, yeah. In this scene in particular? Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. That was weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, that's weird. Uh, anyways... So they go back to uh, Suichi's uh, place because his parents are home, which his parents are never home in these movies. They're never fucking home. <laughs> Even goddamn goosebumps, they do this shit. Yeah, it's where like, it's like parents not home, don't worry about they, it. The parents are not home. They're like, like, ah, you're bullshitting. <laughs> it's like, man. <laughs> so they go back to his place and they're hanging out, and one of them invites over a girl that he definitely is into. Yeah, and they're all partying and having fun. You know, this is to good friends and good mm-hmm. memories, and uh, uh, now a future. And now a happy future, because I'm going to get this gang out. When the gang shows up. Oof. And he's like, I'll have the money tomorrow, man. And at first, they're like, okay. Yeah. Sure. But they're blackballing again to pay even more. Oh, my God. Because what we didn't say is that earlier on in the film, the bad man took Suichi to his place for a little date. Mm-hmm. Where he unveiled that there's a girl who the gang mercilessly OD'd on drugs, brutally raped, yeah. and left for dead, and he's been keeping her in his like little room <laughs> and yeah. starving her and thirsting her for three days straight. Mm-hmm. And then he begins to torture her and eventually just leaves her for dead. Yeah. 
Well, at one point, so he huh. kind of loses his shit. Yeah. And tells her to get off of him and kind of kicks her because he's just being pushed to his limits. Although, you begin to see little cracks in Suichi's, like, mental psyche. Where mm. you're like, maybe he's not as innocent as we think he is. Yeah, he's got some fucking problems. He's got some demons, for sure. Yeah. So, he's he black. has some sexual problems. He, uh, uh, the bad man recorded this. Yeah, it was on security camera footage, right? Like, oh, you wouldn't like if this got leaked out anywhere, now would you? You know? Mm, but here's fuck. the good thing. If you pay him even more, you ain't gotta worry about it. Fucking bastard. He's such a manipulative shit, dude. This <laughs> guy's the fucking worst ever. Except, minus the blackball and stuff, that's literally just the fucking, like, tax... <laughs> Uh, credit places. Yeah, basically, right? <laughs> they're just like, hey, we'll give you more money. Get paid more. Though. Yeah. <laughs> so they're they're about to leave when they notice female shoes. Yeah. And they decide, ooh, this could be fun. Seems like there's some fun to be had here. And they break in and they take everybody hostage. And from there, like the title says, atrocities aspire. <laughs> oh my god, this, this movie is legit. One of the darkest, bleakest. Most nihilistic movies, most mean-spirited movies I've ever watched for the show. Yeah, it is so fucked up and, yeah. and so misanthropic. I had to watch this before work. It's rough, man. <laughs> this movie is like it's hard to even explain how darkly toned this film is. Yeah, and how hopeless the whole movie feels. Like, could you imagine going around your coworkers after watching this? And yeah. It's like, oh, how you doing today? I just saw a woman get brutally raped. Yeah, it's like the, <laughs> it's like a rain cloud equivalent of a movie. <laughs> it's just dark and hanging over and won't go away. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's the shortest of the three, it just feels like it just sticks to you. This movie is the equivalent of stubbing your toe every five minutes. Yeah. This movie is like molasses. It just sticks. Yeah. You can't get rid of it. You can wash your hands for days. You still gonna feel that little. Feeling, <laughs> you can't get rid of it. Like you'll oh think about God. this movie for days on end. Yeah, because it's just like even when things aren't going like terrible, terrible, the movie just still has this like foreboding atmosphere about it. This movie is the cinematic version of a fucking hangnail. It's so bad because it's it's nagging. It's not not it's nagging on like the characters in the movie, and it just keeps this fucking like. Like, fucking just just end. Just end already. And Don't it, go any further. And it all kind of hangs on the the villain, the bad man, yeah, as we he's calling him. Yeah. That dude is incredible in this movie. He is fucking evil. His performance is out-fucking-standing. Yeah. Like, you know, you look at... Uh, what's weird is like a lot of people that work on his movies never really went on to do a lot. No. You know, they worked in some Japanese stuff here and there, but nothing nothing of note, really. And that's a shame for this guy, because he's yeah. fucking good. Yeah. His delivery, his mannerisms, his facial expressions is all perfect. He plays evil well. So well. So well that it seems real. Well, again, just to say, like, he hasn't done anything... That was like had a major release in the states anyway, or even in Japan, really. Yeah, or uh, or like it hasn't been put on any database. Yeah, yet. Yeah, but like just little things he'll do. Like at one at the beginning of the movie, he kind of has like a a lover. Yeah, and like you know he's he's definitely taking a fancy to Suichi, and uh, does it in front of him just because he's a you know. Yeah, he's an asshole. You know, and, and again, that manipulative style where, like, he's like wiping the blood off Suichi. Like, I can't tell him to stop, you know, even though he could. Yeah, he could. Like, he's not in control of him. Like, he doesn't know, he doesn't have a handle on him. Yeah. When it's not true, 
<laughs> it's just a way to even manipulate somebody even more. You yeah. know what I mean? It's that abusive relationship thing almost. You know what I mean? I didn't mean to hurt you. You know, kind yeah. of thing. It's so brutal. But like he's trying to like love up on him and he kind of cold shoulders him so he, the guy rolls over and goes to sleep so he just fucking puts glue in his ear and cuts his ear off yep why <laughs> just to do it just to do it and probably probably just cause he liked it yeah got him off ugh and then the scene with the girl that he's been starving and, and thirsting for three days yeah you know the whole strip tease scene that's so fucking brutal it is. The movie doesn't even have to be graphic. The movie's no. not graphic at all, really, up until, like, the final... If I had to describe this guy as one, like, true crime figure, maybe it's because I listened to this recently from last podcast, uh, fucking Randy Kraft. Ah, uh, sure. I, but I, I think Bundy's a great uh, example for him. <sighs> because, like, the charm. But this guy... The, he, I didn't do nothing wrong. You know yeah. I mean? That wasn't me. <laughs> Oh my god! But he—I uh, don't know—the sexual like say like the sadistic nature of this fucker is on a different mm-hmm. level for of, sure. Of fucked up and the gang too. Yeah, but they're more manic and like just compulsive and animalistic. They're on drugs. Where he is so composed. Yeah, you know. But again, they're on drugs. They're on drugs. They're yeah, constantly fucked up, and they'll do anything for this fucker too. And like the scene to me, that's like. You know, it definitely shows that Katsuri Matsumura is not just some, you know, I used to direct porn, now I do horror movies yeah. kind of guy. I'm not saying that, you know, those guys can't make great movies, because of oh, course, yeah. I love Daisuke Yamanashi. Mm-hmm. But it just shows that this guy legit has filmmaking chops. Even oh, though he yeah. didn't, he's, like I said, he's not done a ton other than the all-night-long films. I know he did, uh, was it uh, High School Girl in Cement? Yeah. Yeah. One of them. There's he, like three of them. Yeah, he, I think he did the first one, maybe? Yeah. It is the is is the rape scene? Yeah, and and the use of less is more. Yeah, where you know they see her, you see them like uh, tearing her clothes off and, and and drugging her, and then the scene cuts to uh, another because like the atrocities are happening like multiple parts of the house yes. after, after they kidnap the people, and it cuts back to the scene in the bedroom and she's gone and the camera starts on his face yeah and he you know, hit the boyfriend or yeah. the would-be boyfriend mm-hmm. you know the the love interest of the girl that got raped and he's tied up and the camera pans out from his face and as it pulls out you see the bed and the bed's like covered in blood and like poop and yeah, fecal matter and it's like it's haunting yeah it's like holy shit this is so fucked up and it leads the brain to be like, what the fuck did they What do? happened? Yeah. And, you know, and I've definitely heard criticism of the film, too, because, like, the next time we see her, she's, like, giggling in a bathtub. But they've drugged they her. They've drugged her, so I don't think it's... I, I do think that, like, weirdness is forgivable, even though it can easily be described as Japan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, weird Japan fetishism yeah. thing, you know? And again, from the movie's point of view, too, it could be, like, the whole broken type thing, too. I understand that, but I think it's more about drugs. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's that she's fucked on mm. whatever they gave her. Whatever they injected her with. I, I think they said, but I don't remember. Yeah, you know. But like, to me, that's the that's the moment of the movie. Like, when that happens, you know, it's jaw-dropping. Yeah. It's done so well, and it's quiet. I watched the shit before work. I did, too. <laughs> this movie's so much more quiet than the first one. Yeah. Like, the soundtrack is way more subdued. Yeah. It's not as extravagant, either. Mm. But it, when it comes in, it works brilliantly. And nothing feels like a Japanese shot-on-video movie. No. There's nothing that feels like that. <laughs> These movies look... 
nasty. They look disturbing before they ever even start. Yeah, it looks like, well, <laughs> this is going well, to be fucked up. Here we go. Oh, my day's ruined already. Let's I don't go. know what the difference between the video cameras in Japan and America is, but they just look completely different. They definitely look better. Yeah. Like, like Japanese shot on video always looks better and more professional than yeah. American shot on video did. The shot on video in the States looks fucking rough. And so low budget. You know what I mean? Yeah, and sometimes it's like... In a, in a great way. You, in a yeah. super charming, lovable way. But some of, some of the shit in uh, American shot on video stuff just looks fucked. Oh, yeah. Where Japan uh, shot on video doesn't look like that. It looks like there definitely was like a grading difference. Yeah. Between like, you know, in America we were shooting with home video cameras. Yeah. Where Japan maybe it was like, yeah, it's shot on video, but this is a professional video video camera. equipment you know what i mean yeah but stuff that probably might be able to be restored to yeah this to me is the my favorite of the three yeah just because i think it's 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 so fucked mm-hmm. you know when i was watching it it kind of reminded me again like why i got into the genre yep you know like because we talked about it before you know there's definitely things you know you get jaded with a lot of shit yeah and like you know especially when you start stepping into like the fetish stuff you know, it just becomes like, man, I just don't know. You know what I mean? Like, there's no plot to this stuff. It's just gross pornography. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm referring to fetish, I'm talking about, like, fetish porn stuff. Yeah. You know, the extreme fetish stuff. Yeah. Um, and it was not why I ever got into the genre. I never got into, like, extreme stuff just to be shocked. Yeah. You know, I always wanted, like, there to be a little bit of substance, on uh, a little meat on the bones, if you will. There's definitely times where I'm like, shock me. For sure. I get that way, too. But, like, I really love when a movie can be so fucked up and disturbing and not have to show you anything. Yeah. And and this movie does, does that for me. Like, this movie's so mean-spirited that I'm like, this movie genuinely bothers me. Mm. And, you know... It does it does that without having to like show real shit. You know, it does that without having to like have bodily fluids yeah. or you know, real bodily unsimulated fluids. sex and yeah. you know fucked up shit like that. Not saying that's a bad thing because you know we like a lot of stuff that does yeah. stuff with that. But I'm just saying like that's why I got into the genre for movies like this. Movies like In a Glass Cage. Yeah. Movies like Solo. Those nihilistic, bleak nightmares of films. Yeah. That leave you drained when it's over. You know what I mean? Nothing off in that conversation is like some like sweet movie too sure or or the girl next door oh fuck you know well sweet movie is not it's not sweet movie podcast <laughs> but there's stuff in that movie i'm like what? yeah that we're doing it's that emotional reaction that extreme cinema gives me yeah that's not just about being gross and shocking mm-hmm. it's about genuinely being in a word that got overused but I think makes sense when done correctly. Disturbing. Yeah. You know, uh, like, stuff like um, Untold Story does that well too. Yeah, for sure. But there's moments where you're like, oh, oh fuck, Ebola syndrome yeah. as well. You know what I mean? Like Herman Yao's work for sure. What's well, like? I remember when we started the show back up too, and like I'd watched fucked up movies, of course, after we stopped mm-hmm. and came back, and before we came back, but. Oh my god, Untold Story was a gut punch. Yeah. And this movie gives that same reaction. This movie is beyond fucked up. And and, and the reason I love this movie so much and I like I'm really harping on like disturbing is like there is like a disturbing versus extreme argument to be made. Yeah. That though they encompass the same things, they're not the same entities. Yeah. Extreme can be like extreme gore. Tumbling doll flesh, I would say, is extreme. 
Uh, I'd say it's disturbing too, though. It can be, but like, it's extreme and it's disgusting and it's vile and it's yeah. nasty. But I don't get the same reaction to it as I do All Night Long Two, which I would say is disturbing mm-hmm. because it tells a story that is disturbing. Yeah, it's we're we're. And I love Tommy Doll Flesh. It's not me shitting on Tommy oh, yeah, Doll yeah. Flesh. I'm just kind of comparison. Although I think I like All Night Long Two better. Hot take, hot take. I like All Night Long Two better than Tommy Doll Flesh. Um, <laughs> I think I think I, I think I am a little bit of the opposite, but but it's I like it. you know Tommy Doll Flesh is like sex and gore, and the sex is real, and you know they're coming on her, and you know you don't even know who she is, and they're eviscerating her, you know, like and it's fucked up. Yeah. When you're watching it, you're like, holy shit. And I like that. I do like that. I like the fucked up, you know, like shock me stuff. For me, that movie, it's just the whole like, uh, it's so fucking seedy. Yeah, for sure. And, I, and like I said, I love that movie. This is not yeah. me shitting on the movie. I genuinely love Tumble Dollfish. Yeah. But this movie bothers me more because of the story and the mm. spending time with the characters and getting to know them. Yeah. Much like, you know, like even though it seems like you'd be like, that don't that don't work, August Underground. Because yes. you get to know those two guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get to know who they are and it's horrible and it's haunting. Well, you get to know them before you see what they're doing. Well, you see what they're doing first. So you're immediately like, you know, thrown into this like, oh shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then you get to feel who these people are and it's even worse. You don't, yeah. like, I have to spend with these these fuckers, you know what I mean? Yeah, for 90 minutes or so. I love that feeling more yeah. so than I like just showing me graphic shit. Yeah. I like that because I've said before, I don't care for movies shot for shock for sake. Mm-hmm. If it gives me an emotional reaction, I'm into it. Fucking come and see. That's a good example of disturbing over extreme. Yeah. Come and see is way more disturbing than any of the fetish stuff. Yeah. Like some of the fetish, I just think is just gross. But it gets lumped into the extreme, and because it's extreme, yeah, it's like disturbing has been forgotten. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to talk about disturbing movies anymore. They want to talk about extreme films, and I understand why, because the disturbing movie Iceberg ruined it. Yeah, <laughs> you know the term disturbing is is tainted goods now. Yeah. Where, you know, when I was coming up, it was all about disturbing movies, disturbing shit. I still can't get over to put the fucking necrophiles on that list. For sure. It's and a shot on video zombie movie, man. That's digression, though. We need to stay on topic here. <sighs> yeah, we're coming, upset. <laughs> we're coming see is way more disturbing. That movie is so fucked up, man. And it's not even on the list. It, mm, it, it might be. I don't think it but is. I think it's on like, one of the top layers. It's way more disturbing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Serbian film. Why is disturbing film? Serbian film work as this extreme disturbing film is because you spend time with these characters you get to know who they are milo seems like a genuinely great guy yeah which works for me the way sato does i know you're like yeah. you, you're harping on sato the same shit happens sato. But, uh, from the first movie oh i think you're talking about uh the director sato no you're harping on sato's actions yeah. in the first movie i mean milo's i mean i know he's drugged yeah but that's why that works because you're like fuck no I don't want this. Yeah. You know? Fair enough. I don't know. I guess maybe at the end of the day, I like being disturbed more than shook <laughs> is what I'm getting at. Not that there's anything wrong with that, because like I said, I, I genuinely do love Tommy Doll Flesh. The imagery yeah. of Tommy Doll Flesh is iconic for a reason. It's a haunting movie. Exactly. It's brutal. It's disgusting. It's seedy. It's gross. But I like this better mm-hmm. because I like that feeling of like a story being told to me in a way that's like heartbreaking and gut punching. You know you know what's a good, good example of extreme and disturbing for all the people out there? Thriller or Cruel Picture? Thriller or Cruel Picture. Excellent that mo- movie. That movie is disturbing and extreme. Yeah. 
for sure because it does feature the on-screen sex stuff and but it's also extremely fucking depressing yeah and i'm not trying to like because like you know it's weird to like take a stance on like one versus the other in a well, podcast I don't think this is a one versus the other that's what i'm getting at i don't want yeah. people to think that i'm like you either like this or you like this that's not no, the you case. don't like a either or i love both i'm or just both. saying that yeah. personally like i get more excited about a movie like this than i do something like i don't know try to help me think of something matt Hmm. Something just fucking vile for the sake of being vile. Housewives mannequins? Eh. Mm. Eh. I don't know. I, I don't want to say a movie that we haven't watched yet, but I think you know what I'm thinking of. Oh, Charlotte's Net? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Charlotte's <laughs> Net I think is a great example, actually. You know, but we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen it yet, so this is but... not me shitting on it, but I get way more excited about a movie like this than that. Yeah. That relies on this shock value, you know? Hmm. But at the same time, I'm not going to condemn that movie for that. Yeah. Because I don't mind that. Yeah. If I minded that, I wouldn't watch movies by Mario Dora. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm I like that feeling of being shocked. Yeah. Pushed past my limits, you know. Because mm-hmm. like, there's like two things. Like disturbing movies to me are are these emotional experiences. Mm-hmm. Come and see, right? Yeah. Is a perfect example. Threads in a glass cage. Yeah. These movies that are irreversible. Irreversible. Solo, Cannibal Holocaust. They give you it's not about like that visceral, oh yeah. Oh my god, what am I watching? Yeah. Kind of thing. It's about that like emotional like being tore down. Yeah. Like fuck. This is this is horrible. What is happening is horrible. Right? So what you're so what you're saying is you're admitting to being a masochist on air. <laughs> I am a cinematic masochist, yes. Yeah. I'd say me and you both are, but I like I like movies that are going to definitely have me thinking about them for days later. And I hate to go on this tangent, I'm sorry, and I, I don't want to make it sound like I don't enjoy... I, I, I The thing is, I think there might, there's probably people listening that probably feel the same way. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I just think so, that, like, like even, like, you know, Martin Dory gets a real bad rap, and for, you know, good reasons, in yeah. a lot of ways. But, like, even his stuff to me is, like... Is it shock for shock's sake? I would say yes. Mm-hmm. But like, it's made in such a way that I do get that emotional reaction as well. Uh, do you mind if I use a movie that's not necessarily extreme? Sure. But has kind of like the same kind of effect. Is a movie like The Killer. Yeah. The Killer is a movie that where every single bullet that is fired in that movie mm-hmm. means something. Yeah, I agree with that. For sure. Where... Like I think you can correlate the way that story is told with like how movies can be, and how how a lot of movies are, where it's like everything that happens in that movie is for a reason. Yeah, and it doesn't always it doesn't always have a happy ending. Yeah, and and like my feelings on like extremes and disturbing cinema is the same as I feel about regular horror. Yeah, where it's like I like a good gore film. Yeah. Show me someone just getting eviscerated, and I'll be like, that was cool. Put on violent shit. Fucking three. Love it. Love it to fucking death. Yeah. But I can't lie and say that when I look at my favorite movies of all time, you know, they'll mm-hmm. be up in like the top 50, top 20, sure. Yeah. But they're probably not going to be top five. Uh, it's going to be the movies that give that emotional reaction. I, th- I think that's why I love Old Boy so much. Exactly. You know what I mean? Old Boy's another great example of it. For me, that's the same way here, where it's like, I love, like, I won't say, okay, love, way too harsh, but when we watched, like, Terrible Meal and Squirm Fest, there was things about them I really liked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There was parts of it I was like, I genuinely like, this is interesting. Yeah. 
most of it was just poop. Yeah. But there was parts of it where I'm like, this is kind of neat. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I prefer when a movie can hit me emotionally. Yeah. More than viscerally. That's all I'm getting at. And I've went on a way too long tangent about something that really doesn't make sense because I just kind of like disturbing extreme films as a whole. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm not the, a picker and chooser. I'm just saying, like, for me personally, when it come, really comes down to it, this is the kind of movie I like. Yeah. So, some, some like, even like Mario Doris Cannibal. Yeah. Or Martyrs. Where, yeah. Mar- Martyrs is a fucking amazing example yeah. of dis- disturbing and not just extreme. And I, but the thing about it is, and like, I guess where I get frustrated with it more than anything, and then we'll move on to All Night Long 3. Yeah. All Night Long 2 is amazing. I think you should watch it. I think it's the best of the trilogy. Agreed. Um, but before we move on to All Night Long 3, I, where I want to get at, it, and I guess where my frustration comes from is like, you start seeing disturbing movies lists. Yeah. Right? And, and like, what's the most disturbing movie ever made? And for me, it's always like, oh, Solo, Hunt, Wait, Days of Sodom. Yeah. Fucking Mortem. I guess Underground Mortem. Yeah. Something like that. Those movies are being martyrs. Those movies are being replaced. Yeah. With like extreme bondage movies. And like fetish films and stuff like that. And it's like they're not disturbing. Yeah. That's shocking. They're shocking. They're extreme. They're gnarly. Hmm. You know, Tummy Doll Flesh, you know, at the end of the day, if you are a gore hound and you watch Tummy Doll Flesh, more than likely you might get that like, this is pretty fucked up. Yeah. But it's not, I don't know. I don't want to say like, oh, if Dumb and All Flesh disturbed you, you're a puss. You know, because <laughs> like yeah. if it generally fucked with you, that's, you know, I understand. It did me. But I think when so. it's like really, like when there's someone like me who's like really hardened to the genre, just violence isn't going to do it for me. I, th- I think Bloodshock's a great example too. Bloodshock, exactly. Yeah. But like when I'm watching All Night Long 2 and that shot and he's catatonic yeah. and he's laying against the door frame and it's panning out and you see that fucking bed, mm-hmm. that moment sticks in my mind. You know what I mean? That moment, I'm sitting in the shower thinking about, like, fuck me, man. Yeah. That's horrifying. I mean, it's like family portraits. Family portraits. Exactly. That kind of disturbing is different. and It hits so much harder for me. Yeah. And I, I think it does me, too. Stuff like The stuff that happens in happiness, too, where it's like, it doesn't show you everything. It just gives you the bits and pieces, and you feel the puzzle. Exactly. And, and, like, I, and I think a lot of this is just me getting like frustrated when I'm watching like extreme and disturbing cinema YouTube channels, or not YouTube channels, because most of the people who cover really cover the genre, yeah. cover the genre. You yeah. Know, for perfect example, Spooky Celluloid. Yeah. You know, Stephen Bloodsworth, John mm-hmm. the Doe, guys like that. You know, what I love about John the Doe is he'll give you examples of shit that way beyond the boundaries. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he'll, still, will like you know, admit to being like, but it will admit's not the right word, but still like give the praise to those like genre defining yeah. films. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's like uh, when you watch some of his stuff, he keeps that in there. Exactly. It's like when you watch like the Degenerates, for example, right? It combines both worlds of the extreme. You know, I'd say. I'd say fetish. Is that fair to say with the yeah, degenerates? I think, I think there's definitely fetish stuff in it, but it also has moments of like that gut punch as mm-hmm. well. I don't right. know. And I, where I'm getting at with that is like, like when you watch like the the channels that cover, yeah, 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 the genre versus channels that are like talking about the genre. Mm-hmm. Movies like Martyrs aren't getting that recognition anymore. Yeah, 
you know, irreversible. These movies that are genuinely fucking haunting and disturbing I are being pushed for shit that's just just there. That's just extreme. Yeah. And it's like it's fr- it frustrates me. You know what I mean? Because like mm-hmm. like I said, like to me, Martyrs is more disturbing than Tumbling Doll Flesh. Right. I don't know why I keep using Tumbling Doll Flesh because I love Tumbling Doll Flesh. Muzani is one of my all time favorite movies. Guess what? It gets put on all these lists. It's more of a comedy. Yeah. The movie's a comedy. You know what I mean? Like it's got fucked up shit in it, but it's a comedy. Yeah, and the ending is fucking goofy as shit. Yeah, it's a comedy. Yeah. That's what like that's why I end up loving Muzani. You know, mm-hmm. so I hate to break people's hearts if they've never seen Muzani and expect them to watch something so fucked up that they can't believe no, it. No, it's not that. It's it's like Visitor Q. Yeah, it's fucked up, but it's really fucking funny. Yeah. Happiness. Happiness, exactly. But like, you know, you want to see a real fucked up Dos Gaminaji? Girl hell. Girl hell is uh I said the term nihilist porn. That's nihilist porn. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. praise that movie over something like Terrible Meal. Yeah. For me. Personally, personally, that's a die job. If you like that shit, hey, you do you, boo boo. Well, it's like there's I'll, people out there who all they watch is '70s porn, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah, hey, you do you, man. That's great. You know what I mean? I'm glad you're having. Sh- a time. Shout out Robin Bougie. Robin Bougie, man. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've like said a lot of nothing. <laughs> no, I, I I get what you're, I I 100% you know understand what you're saying. It's just something that's been in my head for a while. Where I'm like, like it gets frustrating sometimes. Where it's like. Uh, Oh, here's you know. Here's it's like because this. martyrs doesn't have somebody pooping on somebody for real. It's not disturbing anymore. You know what I mean? Like that's why I feel yeah. sometimes. It's like if it doesn't have real shit in it, then people are just like they're not really fucking. Who cares? You know? I honestly think it's just oh, people. Cannibal Holocaust. Psh, that's child's play now. Have you seen fucking? I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to think of something. Have you seen the Vomit Anima Ecstasy fucking volume, whatever? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen fucking Channel 309 or... <laughs> what? <laughs> Look, all right, man. Look, I-, I didn't like those movies. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be an <laughs> asshole, but I did not... I hear the director is gone. Rest in peace. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't care for him. <laughs> I just know when you brought that up, I just know your opinion about that movie. <laughs> so... Or it's like, oh, Campbell Holocaust ain't disturbing. Have you seen fucking Ganky Ganky 303? Yeah. It's like, fuck off, man. You know, yeah. like... <laughs> uh, shocking is... I, I'll, I'll summarize what you're saying. Shocking is fun, but shocking isn't always disturbing. Exactly. And that's why I do love John Vidot's channel, because, like, yeah. he, like... He showcases every, everything. Like, he'll fucking be like, have you seen Campbell Holocaust? It's so fucking disturbing. Yeah. Have you seen fucking... Um, I don't know, Blood Runner Zero. Guess what? It's fucked up. Yeah. Have you seen fucking this weird fucking puke porn no one's ever heard of? Guess what? It's fucked up too, you know? Yeah. Like, he gives love to all of that, and that's what I really love about Jonathan Doe's channel, you know, where I feel mm. like so many people are trying to, like, push movies like Campbell Holocaust and Martyrs and Irreversible out of the conversation of even being one of the most disturbing movies yeah. ever made because it doesn't got real shit in it. As if, like, having people actually fuck on camera is the be-all, end-all of disturbing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I, I understand uh, Anyways what I'm trying to say Is I don't like Two's a great movie I think you should go watch it I'm sorry That was a long drive. That was a long rant I apologize It's just something That's been in my head For a while You know what I mean Yeah I got you Um yeah, all not long too is very good. It's very good, very good. And I ap- again, I apologize, guys. I feel like I went on way too long with that. Uh, I, I think it'll be all right. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I didn't piss anybody off. I don't think I should. I don't. I don't think it'll piss. I, I mean, everyone has their own opinions about this shit. So for sure, and that, that's your opinion. I, I think you can do all the all the above greatly if you try. Yeah. 
And it's okay to call me old man yelling at the clouds because that's what I am nowadays. I'm an elder in the genre. I know I am. <laughs> and that's the thing. Before we move on all out through, I easily this could just be me being like in my day yeah. you know like it, I understand that and maybe I just don't understand the new wave you mm-hmm. know but hey I, I love everything yo. I, I just want to say that before we move on yeah. I, do, I do generally love mo- most of everything like extreme there's definitely I have my favorites and least favorites but, yeah you know. moving on no more of that <laughs> All Island 2 is great was that bad <laughs> what that rant I don't think so okay I just want to make sure I <laughs> I don't want to alienate nobody. No, I don't. I don't think you're alienating anybody. I think you're just stating your opinion on the, on the, the this uh, the state of the genre. Yeah. Which, you know, th- this genre. The, the, I think in a way that's why it's so special. Yeah. Because, sure. you know, you you can have this. Ca- you can have this cake over here, but you can also ho- go over there. And get this cookie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, the of course, the cake being stuff like this, mm. and your cookie over there is your fucking chip horn. Yeah, for sure. If you enjoy one or the other, you can choose. And all, at the end of the day, I'm hypocrite. I know I am. I've mm. said this a hundred thousand times. The longer you stay in this genre, the more you'll find yourself being a hypocrite. Because I, I guess what? Guess who owns Goose Oat Milk 1 through 4? Yeah. This guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Who owns Charlotte's Net? This guy. You know? Yeah. Who owns Blood of Humanity? This guy. You know? <laughs> John has he has a catacomb of filth. filth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, so, I get that. You know? I don't know. I just want to throw growing but i just wanted to throw that out there hmm. you know i i oh shit I don't like, I don't that's 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 god's sign <laughs> that means you shut the fuck up shut the fuck up all right thank you god who does not exist let's move on <laughs> well that's alien i don't people. want to alienate nobody <laughs> i don't i don't want to alienate john fucking five minutes ago i don't want to alienate nobody <laughs> you know religion <laughs> religion sucks guys we're <laughs> atheist over here <laughs> All right. Anyways, from 1996, <sighs> All Night Long 3. I fucking don't like the this movie. final chapter. <laughs> I, Guess what? It wasn't. Liars. Liars. You really Jason. You Jason this one. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Liars. So, this one, I don't remember the guy's name. I don't either. Uh, he is a... Uh, <laughs> Did you have any notes? I wrote nothing. <laughs> That's fucking But I do like this movie But I I didn't take any notes I'll be honest I did But they're not Nearly as in detail As the others Um You got this guy He is your shut in Nerdy Glasses wearing Uh Outcast What do they call that in Japan Is like Otaku No No. Otaku's just an anime fan Um No I thought Otaku was like Someone who's like Constantly just like Oh I'm not leaving The house No I think that's like A Ninam Fucking ah, I can't remember, man. Write in the sick on cinema at gmail.com. Let us know what that's called because there's a term for it, like a shut in. A guy who yeah. just stays in his house and watches anime all the time. This guy yeah. doesn't watch anime, but he shuts it in himself in his house and he has like out. a fucking plant. Yeah, a Venus flytrap, which I thought was really cool. That's, yeah, that was me. Uh, I saw oh, okay. you looking. That was me. <laughs> I thought it was Clary's. No, um, the cat. The cat. Uh, so he's a shut-in. He works at this love hotel, yeah. Which is my favorite aspect of the movie. I saw a review of this, which I'll, I'll tell you. Here was it our guy? Was it the same guy? That I don't saw? think so. Okay. 
I hope it was. He actually emailed us. He or she. I don't know if it's a... Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, guy that, to me is a gender neutral. It's like, I'll, yeah. I'll call anybody my guy. My guy. <laughs> but uh, they they write the best reviews ever. It's so good. But Great anyways, reviews. They reached out to us, and that, that made my day. Yeah, that, oh, that was awesome. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that dude. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyways, they work at a love hotel, which I love. Hmm. I love that aspect of this movie. Should I just go ahead and say what the reviews say? Yeah, go for it. Okay, it says, don't trust anyone who works at Love Hotels the meaning of this movie. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and you got these two dudes who work there who are absolute shit pieces. Yep. Uh, they're rapists. Mm-hmm. They're bastards. Yeah. And they drag along this mentally handicapped guy with them and use him in their acts, which is gross. Yeah. And leads to one of the most disturbing scenes of the series. Yeah. Another rape scene that's haunting as hell. Um, our lead is obsessed with his next door neighbor. Yeah. And begins to go through her trash to learn everything about her. Everything. Yeah. He has charts of her menstrual cycle. Fucking he has her date of birth. Her, uh, where her she lives. on the wall. Everything. He has everything about her. Her birthday, her friends, everything. Hey, and him and this other dude, they call it dust hunting. Which that dude's awesome. Something to Gucci. Not, not, uh. I was looking as if I wrote it down. Yeah, I saw you do that. Fucking. Not Ryusuke, because that's a wrestler. <laughs> but another wrestler name. Yeah, I know. In this series. Um. Uh, Taguchi. I can't. That's his real name, oh. Yeah. Uh, he's in all kinds of, like, like I think what most people know him from is he's a lead in, uh, in, uh, Tetsu the Iron Man. Yeah. I think it's where most people would know him from. Yeah. Um. He's a great actor. I love that dude and everything. Mm. Rainy Dogs. He's waffle. So good in. Um, but he, he, like, yeah, he describes it as dust hunting Ugh. and, like, learning about people through their trash. Dust oh, dust. <laughs> and uh, essentially these two guys being just shit hens along with, like, this guy mentally pushing himself into f- just fucking unreal realms of obsession makes him snap and he goes on a bit of a killing spree yeah and that's basically the plot of all night long three the final chapter i just think this one is not that interesting oh it's compared to two it's definitely a huge step down this is the roller coaster right yeah where it's like you know all night long one is the build all night long two is the wee yeah, you know, I would not describe that movie as a wee, but you know what I'm saying. It's more like, oh no, but you know what I'm saying. Right? The yeah. wee, that was fun. You know, that was bad, <laughs> figuratively. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> this is like the next part, trying to get to the next hill. It's like, oh, it's a bit of a slog, but hey, we're still moving. You know. Yeah. Because I do like the movie. I think the whole aspect of like him like digging through her trash to like learn everything about her is genuinely disturbing. And I won't lie, the first time watching this movie, I was like, maybe I should start tearing my trash up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. <laughs> Yeah, which, you know, probably probably people probably should do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair. Them bank statements, maybe I should shred those, yeah. you know, instead of just throwing them away. I mean, go through my trash, you're just going to find a bunch of fucking Monster Energy cans. Pill bottles. Pill bottles. Yeah. <laughs> not because we're on drugs, because we're... I mean, we're technically on drugs. We're just not well. <laughs> yeah, we're not okay. We need medicine to take... It's not because of the show. Yeah. It's, because of... <laughs> it's not because of the show. It's because we're just literally fucked up. Yeah. And need medicine to prevent self-death. <laughs> Death. 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 But yeah, the, the thing about the movie is it is slow. It's slow. It uh, has the least interesting lead guy, I think. He's fucking boring. Uh, I think he does a good job in his performance, though. But the character itself is just fucking boring. 
I agree with. I can agree with that to an extent. Because if, if the majority of the movie is just him collecting this girl's trash, which is creepy, very creepy, and I don't like that. And there's the parts where I wish like people wouldn't do that. He's like he begins to only eat and drink what she like threw and away. Disgust. That is definitely like I was like, wow, that is fucked up. Just just to go ahead and say this on air, so everyone can be like, really, dude. I did not. I, I legit gagged <laughs> when he started fucking eating her fucking trash. It was like an egg salad sandwich, too. Oh, uh, God. It made it the worst, right? It was, yes. It was an egg. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a real gag? <sighs> Almost. Did we get a real gag on the show for the first time? Yeah, I think so. That's awesome. It's fucking, I don't know. I don't know. Something about it really grinds my gears. <laughs> it does me, too. I won't lie. I was like, damn, that's fucked up, man. It's not that it's like, oh, it's fucked up. I was just like, it li- I literally fucking gagged while I was watching it. Mm, this movie's and I gross. didn't gag during some of the shit movies we watched. This just mo- to show that. This movie's gross. Yeah. Because at one point in the movie, they which the rape scene is, oof, it's so brutal. Yeah. Because the dude, like the mentally challenged dude, just holding the flag, like singing this like kid song it's while they're fucked raping her. Up. Fucked up. So so emotionally manipulative in a in a great way. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, for the movie. <laughs> and they beat her and leave her for dead. Yeah. And he takes her home. But like uses her for almost like scientific experiment Ugh. and like lets her infections like fester and it's shit. So fucking... It's so gross, man. This movie's so gross. That's the thing about this movie compared to the other two. Where like the other two are kind of like built upon like like mental destruction. This movie's yeah. more built upon like obsession and like like growing more and more out of touch with reality. Yeah. My, my, my biggest complaint with me is just that some of the characters are just nowhere near as interesting. I, I agree with that. I will agree with that. I do think this is the... I still like it, but I do think it is the weakest of the trilogy. Yeah. For sure. Easily the weakest of the trilogy. Again, like, originally when I first watched when I first watched it, I was like, I fucking hated this. The more I think about it, I was like, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, like, for me, it's like, this is about as... This is average. Yeah. Like, if I... Like, if this one part of the all night long trilogy i watched it i would maybe even give it lower rating to be honest with you yeah but because it's part of a trilogy i generally like i do like forgive it for certain aspects of the movie i do like the ending i think the ending is generally creepy Mm. and disturbing uh and and one of the more realistic like uh this one also does not have five endings no it does just end which is nice which i was like when the when it faded the black i was like is that is that it like please be it yeah, please, please let it be. Oh, it. please, bitch! And then the credits roll. I was like, okay. The lead guy is weird, man, and I really like that aspect. He's weird, but I don't think the writing of the character is that good. Yeah, I can agree with that. It did feel like it just because, like, uh, you look at all night long to all night long two. It's like there's a three year gap. Yeah, but between all night long three or two and three. It's one year. Yeah, so it this shows. One, yeah, I don't think he took as much um, as much time as to develop the story and the characters. Yeah. Because the characters in the first two movie are really well done and, like, pretty realistic in a lot of ways, though, with that Japanese, like, over-the-top yeah. twang to it. Um, this movie, it's not they're not realistic. They're just kind of uninteresting or very yeah. typical. I th- yeah. That, it, it's, it's treading... Where the first two kind of like are original in their own right and yeah. like tell stories that are similar in tone and theme, but are different in execution. This one, also are kind of I'd say kind of innovative for the genre. This this one definitely treads the familiar ground the other yeah. two already laid. Yeah, and for me personally, it's on 
it's on a level where I'm just like, I don't care. There's still definitely some really fucked up shit yes, in this movie. Yes, I'm don't... not going to deny that. Of course. Yeah. There's some really nasty shit in this. Some really mean-spirited shit. And again, I did gag when he ate the fucking I mean, egg like, salad sandwich over <laughs> I mean, like, this one may have, like, some of the most fucked up shit in it, to be honest with you. It's just tonally and... Not, this, not on the same not level. Not on the same level. It just doesn't have the same... It almost has a sense of humor to it. Yeah. Where the other two don't. And not saying that's a bad thing, but comparatively into this trilogy, it kind of yeah. is. And also, like, the collecting of fucking pads. <laughs> it's gross, man. It's so disgusting. And, like, just to clarify, not because periods are gross or some bullshit. I don't think you got to clarify that, like, rummaging through someone's trash to take their used pads yeah. is a bad thing. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. But I don't think anybody was thinking you were like, ew, periods are gross. Like, everybody yeah. was like, yeah, you shouldn't take someone's used period blood. And just, just stand on his fucking wall. Unconsensually. <laughs> Even if you do it consensually, it's weird, man. <laughs> oh, man, it's kink shaming. <laughs> I, I'm kink shaming. If you're just keeping someone's pads on your wall as souvenirs, that's a bit fucking weird. <laughs> or in a book like that one fucker did. That's <laughs> oh, disgusting. Because it's just stagnant blood I, on a piece of cloth. I, I feel you. It's I just, get it. Not cloth. Or, Whatever it's it is. It's something. Some kind of material. It's a material. Just stand on this fucking material and just festering over Tom. It's yeah. disgusting. Well, he lets a woman just sit there and fester in his bed. Oh, God. It's gross. That's the thing, too. It's like, well, the other two movies are visceral and they're like violence. This one is, is definitely gross. Uh, it's way grosser. Yeah. It'll leave you feeling icky and uh, sticky and gross and yeah. smelly. It's like. You can imagine what his room smells like, man. Oh, God damn. Mm -mm. <laughs> probably what? the bad thing is it's not too far from realism like it's over the top yeah but it's not too far from reality in a lot of ways it's like when you go into someone like this is gonna sound horrible i know it it's like when you go into someone's house and like not not because of that person because maybe their family is just not as you know hygienic yeah oh yeah i know what you're talking about and it's just like oof you're like woo Okay. Yeah, this is rough. Gotta but, be careful where I sit. Yeah, and you just imagine that times ten. Yeah. Just just imagine the smell of like stagnant iron. I mean, like, here's the thing too that like I'm saying is like, yeah, it's way over the top, but it's not far from reality. Cause we've heard of people like keeping like people's hair. Yeah. Or rummaging through their garbage to find shit and keep Yeah. It happens. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it it does happen, and it's fucking weird as shit. Mm. And I don't know why. I don't know why you're would you be that obsessed with someone. Yeah, I don't know, man. You're fucked. Well, yeah, but I mean, I I, that's, that's an understatement. And I think, I think that's the thing here too, where like like we said, like where the other two movies are all about like people being pushed to their limits. Yeah. Th he's already fucked. Yeah, he just won. he ain't gotta be pushed. I mean, he gets pushed, but he don't have to be. I mean, he he does get pushed, but he gets pushed by himself. Yeah, to do. Disgusting shit. I'm just looking over there. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't not looking at anything in particular. I'm just kind of like zoning out and talking. <laughs> Thanks. Huh? Thanks. Zoning but, out while doing the podcast. Well, not zoning out and like. Bastard. I'm not zoning out in the sense of I'm not paying attention. I'm, I'm just, just looking. Mess with you. Asshole. <laughs> I'm trying to bury you. Don't bury me again. <laughs> bury me softly, brother. The last burial was rough. <laughs> <laughs> but. It was rough. <laughs> Anyways, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's the weakest. Like I said, it does have like some of the more disturbing scenes of the series, actually, which is funny to say because it's the weakest of the movies. Yeah, and that creates a weird dichotomy where it's like, yeah, it's got you know a mentally challenged guy raping another guy. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, it is. And it's got a brutal rape scene. But because of the weird tone of the movie and how long the gap is between yeah. the two disturbing scenes and all the disturbing scenes, there's a lot of gaps between all the disturbing scenes yeah. in this movie where it doesn't like build the same way. The pacing's a little odd. It does create, it does make it less disturbing than the second or and first one. This one does have a little more of that Japanese like weirdness. Yeah, where like the girl's like leg. Yeah, oh yeah, I didn't bring that up. Where it's uh, just like that's just shoehorned in there. That don't go nowhere. Yeah, and, uh, does she even show up again? After I don't that? think she does. He's just like mashing on the scar in her leg, and she's like in pain, but also kind of enjoying it. Which you know, it, uh, you know, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know that happens. Yeah, but he, he's just like, oh, it's, it's essentially his whole thing is like, I'll beg for it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God damn. Well, and I think the whole thing about that, too, is like the dude is so sexually frustrating and doesn't quite understand, yeah. like, women because mm-hmm. he's a shut-in, but he's yeah. sexually frustrated. That when he sees that and he's introduced to that, the the wires get crossed and that's just what he thinks women should be that's like. That's how you make serial killers. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not on her for being into masochism. Yeah. You know? But she's also treated like shit. Yeah, yeah that's the, the big thing. That's the big thing about the movie. It, it does have that weird... It's like, oh, they're sexually kind of, you know, abusing her, but she's into it, and that's mm-hmm. kind of weird, you know? Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not very comfortable with this. I'm trying to, try, trying to go some, like, Nikatsu routes there. Yeah. But... <laughs> Which, when we do another Nikatsu episode, oh, the movies I've chosen, you're going to have a hard time with. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when movies are like, oh, <laughs> get ready, baby. When it's like, yeah, I'm more. It's like, oh yeah, raping, raping girls and making them like it. Yeah. It's like, no, that doesn't happen, bro. And I'm not. When I say that's a Japanese thing, I don't want it to be like sound like everybody in Japan thinks that you would rape a girl <laughs> into submission. Yeah, you know, like that's not a thing. We're not trying to like paint no. the whole entire society, but like in Japanese cinema. It's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it happens a lot. <laughs> Again, going back to the old Rule 34, if it exists, there's porn. I yeah, mean. that's the thing. We're talking about when we reference a Japanese thing, we're talking about Japanese cinema. Yeah, not not the people. Not of Japan. Japanese culture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, man, I don't know. There's not much to say about this one, really. It's uh, it's not as good. It definitely ain't. I, but I think when you watch it as the trilogy, it still works. Like I, I would never want to just watch all that long three. Yeah. But if I've already watched one and two, I'm gonna watch three. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it works in that way for me personally. I and just, there's definitely a bit of nostalgia for this series for me because, like, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about Mr. Rumford, we're twenty talking about like discovering, you yeah, know, extreme. Like before I ever saw something like Kikachu the Beast or Tumbling Doll Flesh or Muzani. Yeah. You know, I saw all night long yeah and that kind of led me down that path of getting more into the japanese extreme shit hunting out stuff like you know uh the dakatsu titles or or even something like um uh women's flesh or uh fucking entrails of a virgin yeah and stuff like that you know i would never have sought those movies out as hard as i did if it wasn't for the all night long trilogy I right think. And even a lot of ways in, in Asian cinema in general, like it definitely opened my eyes to stuff, even like in the Hong Kong stuff, you know? Yeah. So yeah. for me, this is a very important series of films. That it was I a gateway movie for you. Yeah, that I genuinely do love and think they are 
beyond fucked up. Yeah. And uh, they just make it feel bad in the best way possible. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe the reason why I didn't like these movies as much as, the, as you is because of that, probably. And that's true. You know, you don't have yeah. that emotional attachment to them as I do. Which, which is what you're saying for movies that's fucked up. Which I do have an emotional attachment to movies that, in retrospect, are not as good as they... <laughs> Are. I do think these movies are good, though. Well, we, I'm not saying that. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I'm just, yeah. I just want to point that out. Yeah. And the ratings of them were pretty low on like Letterboxd yeah. and stuff. I was kind of surprised because I'm like, I was watching Online 2 and it's like, there's nothing about it that's bad. No. Especially 2 because it's paced super well. It's not very long. It's because people, when they see movies like this, they're just like, oh, trash. Yeah, I, trash I get that. Cinema. I get that. Where I. <sighs> It is. If you look extent. at the goddamn Criterion Collection, which is There's like so much trash, dude. That. They're adding more John Waters movies. He's the king of trash. He's, he's the, the pope, pope of, of trash, trash. <laughs> and it's awesome. And he's getting pink flamingos in the Criterion. But he's such collection. a cultural icon now. Yeah, that like. I think people buy his stuff just because it is John Waters. Have fun with that one. Like I think they watch it and are like bothered by it and be like, Ugh. oh my god, this is terrible. I can't stand this. But it's John Waters, so I'm going to love it. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Like They don't yeah. like it where I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah, get yeah. filthy. Yeah. <laughs> you get them divine. Yeah, I love it. Because <laughs> I discovered Condone the movies. first degree murder. Where I discovered the movies first and then became familiar with John Waters. Yeah, a lot of people like, became familiar with John Waters and then went back. The yeah. Fair enough. That's why Criterion puts those movies out because he's an icon. You know what I mean? Extreme, extreme, and yeah, yeah, icon. icon. <laughs> extreme and disturbing does not equal trash. Exactly. People can, um, people got to quit that shit. But I think that covers all night long. That was yeah. a pretty good discussion. I think I went a little long on a <laughs> tirade that I didn't mean to go on. I think it was trying to get a point across, like what you did, where you were like. How can I get this point across without making people upset? Yeah, because I don't want to upset nobody. Because I, when I'm saying these things, I'm not saying that this is bad. What I will say and though, this is good. Is, I'm just saying I prefer this, but I do like this as well. I will say people, are problem. There's definitely gonna be people who are gonna be like, I disagree. Yeah, and that's perfectly fine. But what you have to understand too is like, you know, you have your, you have this opinion on this, mm-hmm. and it's okay to have an opinion on something like this. Yeah, and like I said, like I don't want nobody to think I don't like. You know, extreme, yeah, fucked up shit. Cause I do, yeah. It's just like you're this, surrounded by it. Yeah, it's just that movies like this that hit you on a more emotional level. Yeah, are my bread and butter. Right. That's what got me into the genre. Exactly. And I think that at the end of the day, I think that emotional connection is better than excuse me, I burped than just being shocked. So it's like I'm always I get a little I do get frustrated when I see like. You know these these classics of the genre. <laughs> Let's like get back on. Let's well, like get back on the rant. We just finish this okay, point real okay. quick. Well, these classics, the genre is not getting the respect they deserve. Yeah. Because they're not shocking enough. Yeah. yeah. They're not extreme. They're just oh, they're you know yeah, they got disturbing content, but it's yeah. not. You know. You and get? I see that. And, I, and this ain't me throwing shade at anybody else in this community. Because like I said, the people who cover the community, who live the community, yeah. know. That's why I think the dichotomy of this show is interesting in a way. Because like I am experiencing you know, this through like newer eyes where you're like, I've done this shit. I've been through all this I shit. I live this shit. Yeah. Where I'm like growing, you know... You know, I'm, you know, what's the word I'm looking for, John? I'm watching these for the first time and yeah. experiencing You're coming them. into the world more yeah. and more and more. I'm experiencing it along with people yeah. who are listening, who haven't yeah. seen it. And, you know, like I said, we love everybody. Yeah. But yeah, that was fun. Yeah. 
It was a good episode, I think. I think it was worth the wait. What the fuck? Power Bow just went out. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I guess we better edit this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, what's next? Um, we're not going to say it just yet because, you know, uh-huh. we're, we are recording this weekend. Which, it is funny. You did go on that little bit of a rant, though, with what we're doing next. Well, I, everything's a part of the... Yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying this is not a part of it. I'm just saying that I like this stuff. Yes, yes. I, just I like get what you're saying. More. I'm just goofing on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anywho, uh, do you want to say who we're recording with this weekend? I'm go ahead and pull that. Yeah, well, what I was gonna say uh, I just don't earlier wanna... is like I think we should say who it is. We're so going... people can possibly ask him questions. Yeah, for sure. If he wants to. The only reason I'm hesitant to go ahead and announce it. Yeah. Is because life is a motherfucker. Yes. And we're scheduled to record, and as long as everything goes smoothly, we're recording. Yeah. But life's also a motherfucker. Life's a motherfucker, and something could happen. So I don't want to announce it. And I could not, die tomorrow. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I said, like I don't want to announce it just yet. Without, I never like to announce anything without having it recorded. Yeah. Like we knew we were like when we did the Brent and Terry interview. You think we should do that we, for now on? Huh? You think we should do that for now on? That's what we always do. Usually, well, you normally like oh what we're doing next. Well, what I'm talking about is like when we're involving. Okay, fair enough. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like if we have an idea of what's next because we have it written down, it's as easy as just watching it and saying like here's what's next. Yeah. But like whenever you're like interviewing people or having guests on, technology can be a motherfucker. Yeah. When it comes to stuff like that, I don't ever want to put it out and announce it until it's done. Yeah. That way you don't announce it and it's like, ah, shit, fuck, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's just a personal thing because like you know I've seen you know the guys at Quality Vine Cinema get fucked, man, and mm. if I feel so bad for them sometimes. Yeah. You know. A lot of times they do these interviews and they're great, but they try to do these awesome live Discord yeah. commentaries, and most of them are awesome, but then they get one where it's just like the, the fucking technology just fucks them. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, that really sucks. I feel for you guys. So it's like, for me, it's like, if we can just like not say what it is uh-huh. until it's in the can, that's better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So should we say who we're doing it with? Or we can. We, or should we wait? Because regardless if it happens next week or the week after, you know... It's, it's gonna happen. It's happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? We have a date to record. We're going to record. Yeah. I just don't want to announce the episode until the episode's done. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's all I was getting at. Okay. We will be recording with who, John? Spooky Celluloid. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> the boy. So when you see the, the poster come up, if there's any questions you have for Spook, throw them in the comments below. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, do some shout outs that we always do. You sure? Yeah. Quality Violent Cinema Podcast. Yes. Excellent podcast. Their Discord shit is sweet as fuck. Yeah. That's why I get so mad when the technology fucks on. I'm like, yeah. damn, that sucks. Yeah. Because they're doing such cool shit. If they had a better, like, if there was a platform to do that on for us, because you couldn't do it on Twitch because they'd pull it. Dude, yeah. You know what I mean? So Discord is the the, the, the best way to do it. But Discord's kind of, you know, it can be shit at times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't use Discord, so I don't know. Yeah, it could be kind of shit. So it's that sucks. So, but they're still doing something so fucking cool that, yeah. like, nobody else is doing, like, giving these independent filmmakers a platform to not just talk about their movie, but while screening the movie yeah fucking cool as shit love that it is cool quality violence cinema huge thumbs up I think those guys are awesome um of course john the doe john the doe spooky celluloid yep. Stephen bloodsworth mr parka mm-hmm. uh who else we fuck i don't know man brandon terry brandon terry morbid horror lucky serretti morbid vision, morbid vision. <laughs> yeah lucky serretti go check out go check out Uncle Sleezo's You will not regret Toxic that. and terrifying TV hour. We got a early access screener yes. before the interview. It's fucking awesome. I adore this fucking this movie. This movie fucking rules. Go watch it. You're gonna love it. 
I legitimately think is one of the best things to come out in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's not a, a, there's movies that come by that are like, oh, yeah, that movie's really good. I think this has the potential of being a class, a cult classic for sure. This is great. You know, it's gonna yeah. go down as one of my favorite movies of the year for sure. Yep. You know, go check out. Like you said, not just Jonathan Doe, but Future Productions, yep, Barf Bunny, The Degenerates. Uh, Sam Hale is always he's mm-hmm. still got stuff out there go support yeah there's still releases his stuff is still available yeah go so check some that of shit out I keep seeing Brandon Terry uh, hinting at a re-release of Deviant yes whenever that comes that. out you get it yeah that's great it's good shit uh, I don't know there's more everybody yeah everybody in the in the in the disturbing slash extreme cinema community I want to give a shout out to someone who's not in that community. Uh, he's been giving. He, I've been watching his videos like crazy recently, and that's a uh, Asai, Asai on YouTube. That's just cool. Yeah, uh, Guitar Hero streamer. He's fucking hilarious. Oh, um, unboxed, watched, and reviewed. Yep. Uh, he's back. He's back. That shit's so good. If you're yep. a fan of us, go watch him. We steal his jokes. <laughs> but we do all the time. <laughs> we steal his jokes on. And on off air, air. Yeah. on and off air, he's fucking brilliant. He's so funny. It ain't, it ain't, it's awesome. I'd love to talk to him mm-hmm. one day. It'd be, a, it'd be, I think it'd be sick. It would be very sick. Yeah, just show the love, spread the love. Yep. Go look at you know, just go to Instagram and just go down a, a fucking list and just click on something and look at their page and see if you like it. If you like it, give them a follow. Oh yeah. You know, spread that love. Of course, we talk about Gore Forever and Dawn of the Discs for release stuff. Yeah, for sure, man. And also, what I will say is, uh, don't be like me and John and watch some fucking movies. Yeah, we didn't watch anything this last week. No. It was mania, baby. Well, no, I'm not talking about just that. I'm talking about like, what's like, hey, yeah, we should watch a movie. And let's put on Iron Chef instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We appreciate y'all. We yeah. love y'all. Y'all are great. We can't wait to see you in a couple weeks. Yes. Like I said, we are recording with Spooky Sailor this weekend, but we won't announce that until after we record it. Yeah. So we'll see you, what, April 16th, something like that? Something like that, yeah. That'll be the... Fuck, we're about halfway through April then. Oh, God. We, <laughs> this year is fucking... Flying by. Chugga, 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 chugga. Gone. I, I need to get some shit done, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Watch it's coming out soon. We appreciate y'all. Hopefully, I ain't been too rambly. I was yeah. kind of tired. Yeah. You know, when I get tired, I get a little rambly. I do too. So, yeah. Um, Big hugs. Hugs all around. Hugs all around. Um, also, I am working on getting the shit that I have oh, yes, teased yes. out. I'm currently working on ways of getting it, uh, getting a way to getting this shit done. Uh, Mixtape mate is going to take a little longer. Because you're still editing that. Still editing that and still trying to figure out what should be in it and what shouldn't be in it. Yeah. Just, it's a process. But as far as the fanzine goes. It's, uh, the I'm currently ri- in the process of writing the second issue while we try to figure out how to fucking get the first issue printed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we've got some ideas. We're pretty close, I think. Yeah. Um, what I will say is when it is, we get the first couple copies printed, we will announce it on air. And whoever wants the first couple copies, just hit us up. Hit us up. But hit it up. Not until we get them printed. <laughs> because uh, we got to fucking figure that shit out. Yeah. But all right. Yeah. Whew. Rambling or not. Rambling, motherfuckers. Apologize. We're horrible. Worst <laughs> podcast on the internet. We've said this a million times. Why <laughs> listen to us? Go listen to Jonathan No. He knows what he's talking about. Go listen to Spooky Sailor. He knows what he's talking about. We're fucking idiots. <laughs> we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. We're dumb. 
<laughs> oh god! Everyone just stops listening. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> fuck! I wouldn't blame them. <laughs> if I was if I was sitting there listening to this podcast, I'd be like, you know, John the Doe does more about this genre, yeah. and, and, and is way more like intellectual and and handsome and <laughs> <laughs> handsome man, John handsome the Doe, man. <laughs> handsome man, handsome man. Lovely boy. <laughs> oh, that doesn't weird you out, Jonathan. Sorry. <laughs> we're weird. We're tired. We're ready. We got to stop. The podcast. Don't you tell a handsome man. Handsome man. <laughs> I like the way you suck on that vape. <laughs> oh, my eye popped in my head for some reason. What the fuck? All right, we got to stop. This is bad. Oh, my God. This went from a good episode to a bad episode real quick. It legit felt like my eye popped out of my fucking skull for half a second. <laughs> fucking hell. But. Thank you guys as always. You guys are great. We love you. I'm John. I'm Matt. You've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of cinema. Sick Sick on celluloid. What? I was thinking about spooky. Uh Sick on cinema. Sick on celluloid. Yeah, fuck that up. Let's do it one more time. I'm John. I'm Matt. And you've been listening to the podcast (laughs) dedicated to the dark side of film. Sick. On cinema. 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 We gotta start doing these at a better hour. Yes. So I don't say something like sick on celluloid. <laughs> That's next week. <laughs> That's next week, yes. Man, we're the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Like uh-huh. my asshole earlier when I wiped it with that. <laughs> All right, out in this shit. <laughs>